Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We live? Say hi to the people. Hola, como estas? <laughs> Muy bien. What's going on, folks? Welcome back. How y'all feeling? It is Monday, March 6th, man. Hopefully everybody is doing well. We are live in New York, man, back home, which is always great. Yes. Ian, you are back home, which is great. We saw you this weekend. Shout out to you for pulling up. Yes, <laughs> of course. I miss New York already. It is traffic, it is not so much. Season, but the energy, still in effect. Amazing. Shout out to all yes. the Pisces. Shout out to everybody that showed love this week. Obviously, Shai's birthday was Monday, a festive evening. You might have seen us dipped out uh, in, at Carnegie Hall. Shout out to, to the good folks there. And um, Friday, I had a, a nice birthday as well. So shout out to everybody that show love. And today is uh, Beanie Siegel's birthday. Did you know that? Is it really? Happy, happy birthday to Beanie Siegel. I, I wanted to post our video together, but I was like, eh, maybe not. 
Enjoy his day. And my brother Ty, shout out to Ty. You seen Ty with us if you've seen the- Yeah, shout out to Ty. Us taking pictures and you seen the, the guy with the top pad on, that is Ty the shooter. He's incredible. Um, he is a, one of the producers over here for us at Earn Your Leisure. So shout out to Ty, happy birthday, happy Pisces season. And big court, shout Take out to court, DB's on, legend. Yeah, for sure. So first off, how do we sound? Let's get this going. Ian looks a little blurry on my screen. I'm not sure if that's just showing on my on my thing like that. But if 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 Ian, how does Ian look to you guys as far as the picture quality? Um, and how do we sound before we get this going? Let's let's start this off right. Dude, yes. Dude, dude, dude. Now, you look sharp, turn man. to the back. Hello, X. Can't do in the yellow left. Yeah. Shout out to the live. Shout out, Jada. Yes. All right. Okay. 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 What's the comment? Cheek underrated too. They're saying Ian's slightly blurry. Sound is great though. D, turn me up. Crody, turn me up. <laughs> you might got to plug into the Get wall. Get me right. I to want to make sure that everything is is uh, perfect for the situation. So while Ian gets gets the Wi-Fi a little a little tighter, um, we will well. To finish up on that birthday love, thank you for everybody that took the time to wish me happy birthday. Thank you to everybody that, you know, wished Troy happy birthday. Also, it was, it was Black Sam's birthday on March 4th, so shout out to Black Sam. Yeah. Good, good brother. And um, happy birthday in advance to AZ, whose birthday is on March 9th, which is Friday. A lot of Pisces energy. Yeah. Um, you see the albums today, right? And rest in peace. To Biggie Smalls, you see the albums, the great Absolutely. legend who passed away. You probably should have put one of the albums to AZ. Um, rest in peace to the great legend Biggie Smalls, uh, whose birth who passed away on March 9th. On March 9th, yeah, also yeah, yeah. 1997. We'll never forget that day. Uh, so we we could have we should have put AZ, maybe I'll switch during the show. Halfway through, I'll go get the AZ album. Um, and put that up because we do have door die on the wall. Shout out to AZ. I didn't even know that was his birthday. Yeah. And shout out to Godspeed. Um, our people, they blessed us with these hats, these uh, collector's edition LOX hats. Yeah. And I actually ended up buying a, a hoodie. I was in the city yesterday. I brought a hoodie for my son. Um, not cheap, but uh, <laughs> it was good quality. It's a good investment. Support black business. And they doing their thing out there. Um, so yeah, shout out to Godspeed, man. Yeah. And shout out to to the locks. And, and it is Women's History Month. We don't want to be forgetful in that. So shout out to all the women who are doing incredible things and who have created history and making history. And um, so I took I took the night off on access over liability, and I, I wore tonight a woman who's making history, who has made history in the fashion industry. So shout out to Milano. Uh, you know, friend of the show, and obviously uh, alumni of Assets Over Liability, so shout out to her and her merch. So I'm, I'm gonna try to get uh, all our females who are doing incredible things, I'm gonna wear a different female entrepreneur uh, every Monday this month. I'm gonna try to get that off. I think I think I got a chance. I got a few in the, in the closet. Shout out to all of y'all. All right, so um, okay, let's get this going. Uh, I will hit the like button. And share. Yes, please. Very important. Let's uh let's get, let's run these likes up. Um and let me make a few opening statements. So we have a lot going on with uh everything in March. Uh first and foremost, LA, Los Angeles, California, yes. the time has come. We have never done anything 
on the West Coast, not just Market Mondays, but Earn Your Leisure in general. We've never done an event on the West Coast, period. So this is the first real event that we're ever doing on the on the West Coast. And it is Market Mondays live tour um, kicks off in Los Angeles on Saturday. So this is something that, you know, I know a lot of people have been highly anticipating and waiting. And um, we will not disappoint. We got a lot of, we got some surprises. We got, it's just the whole vibe, man. Like it's, it's going to be one of those ones and, and make sure you wear your best outfits, please. Uh, Cause that's always important as well at our, at our live shows. So um, there are 59, I believe there are 59 tickets left, 59 tickets left to the LA show before the show sells out. Don't wait till Friday. Don't wait till Saturday morning. Like, get don't your wait till the end of the now. show. Show will sell out. Fifty nine tickets left. I'm letting you guys know, so you can click the link in the description of this video or in our website, Market Mondays World Tour, and um, and we'll see you. We'll see you this Saturday, man. L.A. The time has come, and also speaking of Market Mondays World Tour, shout yeah. out to Ally, sponsors of the World Tour. Um. Toronto, Canada. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Sold out Toronto um, before we even got a chance to drop the flyer. That's they legendary. They didn't even see the flyer. Um, but we did release 50 more tickets. So they, they, there's actually 50 more tickets that was comp that we didn't need that many comp tickets. So we released 50 more tickets out to the marketplace. So as of right now, there's 50 more tickets for Toronto that has been released. First come, first serve. A lot of people are like, I didn't even know y'all was coming to Toronto. I That's didn't even crazy. hear about it. That's so crazy. 50 more tickets have been released in the marketplace. Once again, you can click the link in the description of this video, Market Monday's World Tour. If you're in Toronto, and we're working on we're working on something for Toronto as well. So um, but we appreciate the demand. It's been overwhelming. The love is tremendous. And uh, we can't wait to come to Toronto, man. That's that's going to be one of the ones for sure. Yeah. And the last the last event that I have to talk about that's extremely important. South by Southwest. Yes. It's that time of year again. Um, you know, we shout out to Ally, shout out to United Masters. We've been tearing down this United Masters series from Art Basel to New York Fashion Week, and. Um, we did South by Southwest last year. We interviewed Bum B. We interviewed Wall Street Trapper Ian. We interviewed John Henry. Um, then we had a musical performance from Toby. And we had a musical performance from Bum B. It was just a whole vibe. The good thing about it is that it's actually free. So um, <laughs> this is one of those ones for the culture. For the culture. Hey. Free event next Friday. Austin, Texas. The only thing that you have to do is RSVP. That's it. So once again, click the link in the description of this video. RSVP. Go to our website, RSVP. South by Southwest next Friday. Yeah. Next Friday, March 17th, we will be in Austin, Texas. Crazy surprises. <laughs> crazy lineup. Music is going to be on point. It's going to be a vibe. Best activation of South by Southwest. By, by far. By far. By far. Y'all practice that or no? That was good. And we'll see you there. Please. And when we say that we got surprises, I mean, our track record speaks for itself. We only do the, the, the best when we come to these events. And so last year we had a great time. It was our first time in Austin. Got to check out some activations. Got to check out the whole landscape. We saw what we needed to do. We came back. We said this year, all right, we're going to come a, a, little, a, little, a little different, but a lot stronger. So make sure that y'all RSVP. We want to see y'all there. And again, yeah, shout out to everybody that purchased those Market Mondays tickets. 
it's uh it's gonna be an event. It's gonna be an event. Crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be a situation. All right. A whole situation. All right, real quick, man. Y'all know how this works. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. Uh, it's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you hear in our show and wish to rely upon whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good fellas at Ernie Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Please do your research. Please, when it's great research, share the research. That's how we build community. And when it's great research and you know where it came from, give credit to the people you heard it. That's all. Love is love. Continue doing it. Ian, any announcements? Yes, please get your tickets tonight because if you wait till Tuesday or Wednesday, they will be gone. Um, check me out this week on Ray Daniels podcast. Uh, shout out to Ray, Don Vito. Also, check me out this week on Joe Button's podcast. Uh, sat down with Joe and the guys. That was amazing. And uh, the Red Panda meetup in LA is March 10th. It will be free. Um, it's only like 75 spaces, so get there early. I will make the announcement on March 9th where the location is at 7 p.m. The event will be at 7 p.m. on March 10th. So show up, have fun. And if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. B, how are we looking on the um, video side? Uh, yeah, it's still a little blurry. Um, can you turn it? Guru, fix me up. Um, but uh, the show must go on. We're going to get through it. We're going we're gonna to work it out, and we're going to get through it because there's a lot to talk about. Um, yes. Any announcements for the MSG? Yeah, they're still being uploaded, so that should be completed by Wednesday or Thursday. VA's working on that now. Okay. Um, all right. So let's get into this. Let's get into this. The fall of natural gas. Say it's yes. not so. Um, what are your thoughts <laughs> on natural gas falling 10% today? What does that mean? Um, what's your thoughts? What does this say about the economy? Why is this important? If it is important, what's the deal? Um, if you look historically at natural gas, if we go back to 2005, that's when natural gas hit us all time high. Um, at the time, economic pressures were tough. We're going into a recession um, and we've been falling ever since then. We have too much supply. I'm not surprised. I thought we would have fallen a lot sooner than this. Um, but 2022, we hit an all time high. I mean, like a high over the, like the last 10 years. We were due for a slide. And it's not like crude oil where crude goes up as the market is tanking. We just have too much supply. So this is truly a lesson in economic supply and demand. We have too much of it. People who thought it was going to go up, they overestimated that the supply would drop. And today we had a, a hell of a fall for 10%. It's a good asset to trade. Um, natural gas on the future side is like Westbrook and when he was in the OKC, like <laughs> super volatile, super quick, outlet it, and he'll get downhill really fast. If you get the direction of natural gas, like you can make a lot of money. If you get the direction wrong, you can lose a lot. But this is truly a case of too much supply which yeah. caused the price to drop. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be fully transparent. I was one of those people that got the timing wrong on natural gas. I think I told you about this, Ian. I had this company, GLNG, uh, Goler uh, Limited, yep. and I was just wrong. And I had a, a call on it, and as soon as my call expired, the stock went up uh, by 110%. I just got the timing Sheesh. wrong. But <laughs> this, this, this is one of those things. But I think one of, 
One of the things that can attribute to it, so if we follow the history of natural gas, especially this year, we saw it drop in February to historic lows prior to, I guess, the, the pandemic. But climate change, like we, we, we can't mm. discount that part of the story, right? So like if the weather is predicting that we don't or it's facilitating that we don't need the demand, then you won't have a need, right? And so when we see climate, yeah. especially this winter, I mean, we finally got snow in New York for the first time last week, but it's pretty a pretty mild winter, especially with pretty temperatures. Warm. Like if you look at January's temperatures, we were above average. February is supposed to be the coldest month in the Northeast. The temperatures have been above average. I know we're expecting some snow here in the Northeast over the weekend, but if temperatures doesn't cooperate, then you don't have a demand, right? And so you'll see prices like this fall because of those things. So climate obviously has a, a direct correlation to the prices of, of natural gas going up and down. So a quick tip for everybody, a quick tip, if I can chime in real quick, Rashad. Um, one of the best things you can do is pull up the entire history of a chart and put your Fibonacci retracements from top to bottom on the entire history. A lot of times people will put them over maybe a one or two year period. If you look, the 50% retracement of natural gas was at 8.51, 8.551, excuse me. We crossed that barrier into the 10s in 2022, and we've been falling ever since. Like natural gas is getting back to the lows of 1999. So um, when you historically look at the price of a chart, if you map it out historically from top to bottom, from since inception till now, you'll have a lot less fake outs because in 2014, it did the same thing. It went up to like 628 and then it fell down for years and then hit a low in 2020, $1.44. So quick tip, write this down. Please put it in chat. Uh, map out your Fibonacci retracements for the entire span of that asset class so you won't get faked out on what to do and where to invest. Um. So just in general, right? Natural gas... Most people, you would think that that's not something that you should really be invested in long-term uh, for a variety of different reasons, but mainly because the world is moving towards EV, clean energy, solar energy, um, yes. and natural gas seems to be outdated. It doesn't seem to be efficient, and it also appears to be harmful to the environment. So from a pure investment standpoint, because there's natural gas ETFs, there's, you know, there's different ways where you can invest in a natural gas sector. Um, do you think that investing in natural gas is something that is not beneficial for most people? Uh, no, I would never, never long term. I, I, I was just going to say that. I, I mean, you just nailed it, right? Like if you understand the volatility of, of natural gas, then it could be a very lucrative short term profit. Uh, but n never long-term. I never looked at it as a long-term play, which is why when I invested in it, well, I did uh, an obstacle on it. It was short-term. It was like three months, which is really not like me, right? I usually like to go a lot longer, but I was you know, experimenting in, inside the space. I was like, all right, well, let me just not, not put too much um, money behind it, but let me just see what this would look like. Um, and I just got mm -hmm. it wrong. I got it wrong. It, it was definitely a learning loss, but again, the volatility is why I looked at it at first. It's not even the best in this space. Uh, crude oil, in comparison, is way better. Ticker you can look at is USO. Mm -hmm. um, it's performed a hell of a lot better. The direction of oil usually is down, but no, I wouldn't touch it long term. I wouldn't. All right. Well, natural gas, we will monitor the situation. And uh, yes, 
I do have a lot of fake Instagram pages, so please do not send cash apps or five dollars. I am not imprisoned in a European country. I'm okay. Um, and uh, I've gotten three uh, like text messages in the last 24 hours. Like I think somebody hacked your page. They didn't hack my page. Um, they just created a fake one. It happens pretty frequently. Somebody says you're locked up right now. I mean, that's what they that's what they say. Like, yeah, please don't send money. Yeah, so it's just like uh, watch out for these scam pages. Fortunately, I am verified, so you can just see if it's a blue check. If it's not a blue check, it's not me. Um, but yeah, Instagram. Let's try to cut back on these yeah. on this nonsense, please. Well, if you if you pay for Instagram's copy of Twitter Blue. You'll get around-the-clock protection services from Instagram. Thanks, Meta. That's not an idea I came up with. But well, that's something that is, is beneficial to pay for. I did not pay for the for the uh, verification, but security enhancements. You know what? You know what would be a good idea to just to pay for. Why don't you just let people pay to just reach all of their followers? I would pay. I swear I, to that, you that on means, Xander. That, I, like, that was the, the first thing, idea right? I presented. $1,000 a month. Alvin, Mark. That's what I'm saying. Like, so like when we see, and this happens, like even now with the Toronto situation, is like you put out a post, you say that the thing is sold out. Most people say, I didn't even know y'all were coming. Well, we put out a post, a bunch, like every page that we have put out a post. Same thing when we had we were announcing that we were going to London last year. When we got to London, people were like, what are you guys doing here? We're like, wait, what? Like, you don't, you didn't yeah. know what's happening? Like we're doing this Invest First Europe thing? And they're like, oh no, where, where? It's like, wait, we've been talking about this for three months live on YouTube. We've been putting out posts on Instagram. We've been, you know I mean, we've just been doing everything we could to promote it. And it was like the people who are actually have an opportunity to go to the event in their city, some of them have no clue. So it's, it's I mean, yeah, do that. Do that. Let us pay for to, to have 20% of the people that are followers know what's going on. Now let us pay 25%, let, 100 let us, like, let us pay to have 100%. Like, yeah, if somebody ridiculous. follows you, if somebody takes the time to actually follow you, that means that they are interested in seeing what you post. If they're not interested in seeing what you post, then they can unfollow you. Like, I don't mm -hmm. even understand what's the, like, if they take the time to, to follow you, they should be able to see what you're posting. So, yep. that's a that's a, a, a an idea. Instagram, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you do that? That's the, the, the listen. The first idea I posted uh, that I told them I wanted to do was a thousand dollars a month for business owners to reach everybody and maybe take a small percentage spread like Stripe would off an account. They said most business owners don't want it. I'm like, what business owners y'all talk to? I would definitely, first I would idea. definitely pay a thousand dollars a month for that. That's, yes. that's actually a no brainer. Um, Alvin, okay, love you. Dead or alive segment, <laughs> yes, let's get to let's it. it. Let's do it. Let's pull it up. All right, so y'all know how this works. Y'all know how this works. We're going to bring up some stocks. Uh, I'll give you some background on, on each one of these tickers. Ian, you're going to tell us if they are dead or alive. Life support or they got strong vital signs. You ready to roll? Yes. Now, based yes, on what sir, I've seen, go. this list today, man, I, I'm noticing something here. I noticed there's a sector that you have highlighted and have focused, <laughs> and you have focused uh -huh. on, yeah. and uh, that is yeah. the housing sector. Any, any reason in particular? Yes. Uh, housing, these companies are doing pretty well, man, pretty strong, even though we're having a pullback overall in applications on the mortgage side. Um, these companies are poised for some great growth over the next five or six years. So, All right, well, let's not keep it, the, the people waiting, man. Let's start with this first ticket, KBH. KB Home operates uh, as a home building company in the United States. It operates through four segments, West Coast, Southwest, Central, 
and Southeast. Tell us about KBH. Um, it's a little bit slower than some of its contemporaries on the list, but I do like it. I would give it an alive signal, but it's more of a slow grower. So alive. It's alive. Yes. We got strong vital signs here. Mm -hmm. yep. right, let me, I got to check these things off as we go. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, PHM, right? I believe this is Puddle Group, uh, primarily yeah. engages in home building business in the United States. It acquires and develops land primarily for residential purposes and constructs housing on such land. Tell us about PHM. I'm shocked at how well this company has done um, over the last few years. This is alive, and I love this one. Like for those of you who like, hey, I'm you know, a house and the anti-real estate, I'm not. Um, they are top of their class. Like even if you go back to 2012, at the time they were at like $6.69. They're currently at 54. Um, they held up pretty well even during 2020. And I have them getting to like $81.60 in about three years. So the company is strong. I, I, I actually love this one. You put a love under that. That's strong. That's strong, vital sign. I know. I mean, they're telling me to give me ten seconds. They gotta. They're gonna try to get you a, a little bit clearer. So give me ten seconds before we go to the next one. I'll just okay. say what it is in advance so that people uh, will know. It is T O L Toll Brothers. So if you're at your laptop, if you got an iPad like I got my computer up here, you can pull up Toll Brothers and Ian. We're gonna come with your response in like ten seconds. Get ten seconds. Okay. Can we get some Jeopardy music? <laughs> Can we talk during this 10 seconds? Yes, we can. Okay. I believe so. We definitely can. Um, um, I want to talk about, after this is over, we got a few cultural moments that have happened. Yes. John Morant being one of them. This is one. Uh, Saturday, was it Saturday night? Yes, we need to talk about Saturday that. Saturday night, there was, there was a moment that happened in Madison Square Garden I need to speak about. But we'll, we'll save that till then. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, like I, I'm gonna say something tonight that I'm gonna stand on. I'm gonna stand on. Oh my God! Please, Troy. No, yeah, I gotta do no, it. No, 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 I gotta do it. No, no, I gotta no. do it. That's K, man. Don't nah, say. Nah, 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 nah. I'm gonna do it with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, talk. We can't talk. We back. Oh, ah, right, we back. Of course, we can talk, Rashad. Are we back? Like we back. never left. All right, we back up. All right, let's do this. All, All right. right, let's continue. I, I see no change in how Ian looks, but let's, at all. Let's get, <laughs> let's get the job done. Let's get Mark Zuckerberg. Whatever I said last year, I don't mean this year. Everybody's back on the two. We I, all here. All right, we. I, we have, I have no. I have no idea why we just took a fifteen-minute intermission break. Fifteen. Second, all right. all right, let's go. Toll Brothers, all right, so Second. let me tell you what Toll Brothers does. They design, build, market, sell, and arrange finance for a range of detached and attached homes in luxury residential communities in the United States. Ian, talk to us about Toll Brothers, what we got. Money. It comes with a lot of questions. How do I save? Where should I invest? Can I build wealth to pass on? It's hard to know where to get answers. That's why the people at Fidelity do what they do to make it easier for you to get information to make better money decisions. It's what they've built their business on. They've got articles and videos, tips and apps, and insights and perspectives that make planning, saving, and investing a little less stressful. And when you wanna talk it through, there's a real person on the other end with real answers. Helping people is what they do, and they can help you too. Help you buy a home, save for your kid's education, start a business, support your community, 
and feel more confident about the future. Want to learn more? Visit Fidelity online at fidelity.com slash black wealth. Dead, live, vital size, strong. What we got? It's, listen, this is another alive, and I love it. This is the opposite of the quality of my video right now. Zuckerberg, whatever <laughs> I said last year, I don't mean I'm so sorry. Please fix my internet connection. Y'all think I feel like I'm in Mexico. You'll know, say fix my internet. Toll Brothers, I love. Did incredibly well in 2020. Um, bounced from 1288. It is currently at $59.00. If you go back to 1991, I know some of you were born that year. The low of 1990 was 56 cent. What is the return on investment if you held this company from 1991 through now? $59 and, uh, and zero cent is where it's at now. 56 cent was the low of 1990. Um, great management have a considerable market share in uh, their space. And I have them going to like $70 in the next 12 to 13 months alive and i love it alive and i love it you're putting strong vital signs on that that's another one so yes there's, there's, there's the pattern there we, we we're doing this uh housing sector all right let's let's try this one bmy bristol myers squab company they discover develop license manufacture market distribute and sell biopharmaceutical products worldwide talk to us about it bmy yeah, Bristol Myers Squibb is a company that I like a lot. I wouldn't buy it here at $68, but yeah, this is an amazing company. If I can get it anywhere from like $44 to $40, I like it. It should get back to maybe $87 within two to three years. Bristol Myers, I like a lot. They have a huge pattern, though, for my technicians. Once they get around that $78 level, this happened in, in the 2000s or 1999, it went from 78 and it fell down to 20 bucks. Um, 78 is a hard resistance. So anything above 45 bucks or 50 bucks, I wouldn't get, but I definitely love this company. It's alive. All right, it's alive and strong. Let's go to NATI. NATI, National Instruments Corporation. They provide a software-centric platform to engineers and scientists worldwide. What's the news on them? Love, alive, alive and thriving. Um, Thanos level, quiet, killer, Stock Club members and Red Panda, I'll, I'll give you guys a price for this when we have our meeting tomorrow. But um, NATI is absolutely alive. I wouldn't buy it in the 50s. I would wait for it to pull back to maybe like the $32 range. In 19, what year is this? 1996, it was at $3.26, which is why I always say you won't hold for a long term. The first term is five years, then 10, then 30. It's at $50.83 now. It's at 326 in 1996. Amazing company that many people don't talk about. Yeah, incredible. Uh, I, when when I was doing the research on it, I was like, yeah, this is this from the outlook of it, right? I look at, especially when I'm doing the research, I'll, I'll look at what the analysts are saying, and so I'll go to E Trade. I look what the analysts are saying. I'll go to Zach's. I'll, yeah. And from all of the the research that I've done, everybody loves it short term, which is good, which means from six, yeah, two to six weeks. Everybody loves it midterm, which is six to nine weeks, and everybody loves it long term. And so it's very rare when you see companies that have analyst ratings in each one of those categories that are strong so that that's a good one let's go uh to rh rh uh operates as a retailer in the home furnishing and operates under rh galleries and rh brand names in the district of columbia and canada as well as waterwork showrooms throughout the united states and the united kingdom what we know about this 
Restoration Hardware is a company that I like personally and uh, don't mind looking at the catalogs and shopping at. I'm not going to say this one is dead, but I would not touch this one or buy into it yet. Um, in July of last year, it got to $744.56. It's currently at $282.53. Like this fall was similar to that of a tech company. Um, so in order to be in a space that they're in to draw down that much, even today, they were down 4.94%. That's too much volatility for a company that sells luxury goods. So no, I would not tell you. It's not dead, but I would stay away from this one. This one is like a... Life support? It's like Last of Us, like zombie affected. Maybe, you know, they have some resistance to the death, but I would not touch this one right now. We're not touching it. I wouldn't touch it. All right. It. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's do this one. Let's do uh, THP, ticker T A. No, I'm sorry. TPH. TPH. I apologize. Yeah. TPH, uh, TriPoint Homes. Uh, they engage in the designs, construction, and safe of, in the construction of safe uh, single family attached and detached homes in the United States. Another one in the housing industry. Yeah, TriPoint I like a lot. Um, I would have to wait for maybe $7.10. Um, this one is alive. I don't love it. It's not one of the ones that are on my favorites list, but it is a solid company. A little bit newer, only been out since 2013. Um, I will wait for like that $7.10 range to buy it, but I do like this one. This one is alive and well. All right, let's do two more. Two more. And this is, a again, when you, you're talking about companies, and we always say, like, look around you, right? Like, there's probably something that you're using right now that you can invest in. This is one of the things I'm sure that people could just kind of overlook. Uh, USFD, U.S. Foods Holding. Uh, so through their subsidiary, U.S. Foods, they engage in marketing, sale, and distribution of fresh, frozen, and dry food and non-food products to food service customers in the United States. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? This one is alive. Um, it's a little bit too new. Uh, the IPO'd in 2016. Had a hell of a bottom out in 2020, as most companies did. If you would have got it maybe like around $11 in 2020, it's a good investment. Um, the top of that stock is like 43 bucks. It's currently at $40. So like we're literally at where we're, we're going to see resistance. I wouldn't buy it here. I will wait for a pullback. If it ever got like to 18 bucks, I will love it. Um, I like this one. Put it on your watch list, but I would not buy it here at 40 bucks. It's too high. We're not touching it. We're not touching it's it. Too yeah. Two more companies, man. And this one I haven't heard from in a while. Um, but when I did the research, I'm like, damn, I almost forgot about them. Squarespace, ticker SQSP, Squarespace. Uh, they operate in platform for businesses and independent creators to build their own presence, uh, grow their own brands, and manage their businesses across the internet. What's your thoughts on Squarespace? Um, I wouldn't say that the company is dead, but I, I would definitely go pay a visit <laughs> just in case. Um, I bought them out at $14.43 in May of last year, um, but they have so many competitors that it's almost hard to have a competitive advantage. And when you look in, a, in that tech space, there's probably 40 companies off the top of my hand that I can probably name that would be a better fit for you to put in your portfolio. So no, I wouldn't invest in square pay, space. I wouldn't say that it's dead. Um, it is in its like last decade of of life, if we need to use an analogy. No, it's a square space. So we are looking at vital signs, and this this last one, uh, ticker FTCH FTCH Farfetch. Now, I was shopping on Farfetch before I even knew they were a publicly traded <laughs> company. 
Um, so yeah. for those not in the know, uh, Farfetch is an online marketplace for luxury fashion goods in the United States, the United Kingdom, and internationally. Um, I think I just got an order from Farfetch uh, two weeks ago. Uh, what's your thoughts? Good place to shop from, but we're going to have to put Ooh. it in the ground very soon. Um, the high was seventy three dollars and eighty seven cent in twenty twenty one. Um, I have a thing. If a company has not made a new high within six months, I usually do not want to touch it. Before the, the huge push of 2020, they hovered. The top was $30 or $31.34. The bottom was like $8.49. They're below those lows. And if you go look at like a 200-day moving average chart, they're way underneath that. And they once again, like you have competitors like that are non-publicly traded, like Gymshark that are getting better traction. There's a whole bunch of other brands that are publicly right. traded that are doing better. Um, no, I, unfortunately. And then the volume on this has been pretty weak, uh, slowly dying. And if you look at the lower part of the chart, they've just been falling apart slowly but surely uh, since the top of this year. Uh, I will not touch it. I will not touch it. This one is going to yeah. die very I mean, soon. these are the things you're talking about, especially when we talk, tell people like, hey, let's do your own research. Checking the volume, checking the PE ratio, checking the 52 week highs and lows. You know, these things are important um, when you're doing the research to figure out if you're going to invest in the company. And you said something very important. It's a good place to shop. It, it, it may not be a great place to invest, which is okay, right? Because if we look at it from yeah. a competitive advantage, what do they have over a, you know, some of these bigger conglomerates? What's their competitive advantage? Nothing. Not, nothing really. Not better than not better than Victoria's Secret, Gymshark, Target. Not like one of the biggest competitors, Nike, Lululemon. Like they have some major competition. Yeah, that they have to deal with. So, yeah, and I feel like nothing no. on there is retail price, right? I feel like it's 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 like it's like a hype beast type situation, right? Like if you can't find it, you might yeah. find it there for a slight markup, but you will find they do have some cool things on there. I I, I am. Um, I do shop there. I'll be honest. I do. Great niche market. It was one of the companies that did incredibly well in 2020. And once that fanfare kind of went away, um, it was a lot of those companies, all the SPACs. I remember like a guy reached out to me and then uh, Rashad and was like, hey, this thing's going to be the next thing that takes off. And then it didn't take off. It, it fell to the ground very fast. Like the companies that did incredibly well in 2020 and 2022 and 2023 are not doing well. This goes in that class for sure. All right, so let's get this let's get this party started. Ian is clear. Um, Thank God. We have been working behind the scenes to improve his internet access. We had to pay off my internet fire. It's just someone who said we had to pay pay off a few politicians, but the job the job has been done. Shout out Mayor Adams. <laughs> the job has been done. <laughs> The job has been done, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out, shout out to the you. team behind the scenes. Never, never Thank get you. discouraged. And Keep your composure. Yes. Shotty, you did a great job. Well, oh. this is this is important. You kept when your people, composure. When, you, when I when oh, I oh, zoomed in on them. Yeah. <laughs> Chat GBT. Um, Facts. Okay, let's 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 um. Let's refocus this camera. <laughs> so when people see me on my phone during the show, I'm not just randomly surfing the internet or looking at sports highlights. I'm either like researching something or I'm, it's like actively trying to um, produce the Monitor show while the actually comments. on the show. Yes. So that's why you see me on my phone. I know it can be distracting. 
And I apologize if it has been distracting for you to watch. I'll try to get off of my phone. Yeah, talk to the people. But um, <laughs> it's it's done. It's done for a reason. It's not like I'm just, you know, on Instagram, just you know, looking through the explore page. Um, now with that being said, or texting Snow Legro. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I want to talk about um, our conversation at Carnegie Hall with, with Robert Smith. We'll do, we'll do the full Carnegie Hall re- recap later on. Yeah. But um, a, I mean, it's always a pleasure whenever you get to, to speak to to Robert Smith. Great guy. We had a conversation with Robert Smith and Paul Judge at Carnegie Hall on my birthday, ironically enough. And um, amazing. We spoke on stage about 45 minutes and then we had a conversation off stage and um, one of the things that he's very passionate about and he's actually spoke about this on when he came out in Eurasia as well is the HBCU broadband issue and um, this is something Tell that I don't think a lot of people are fully aware of and um, we, we actually put a tweet about it and we put it up and it got a lot of traction so just want to kind of cover that because this is actually a pretty time sensitive news event that I think deserves attention. So this year, uh, the Biden administration and state governments are spending $65 billion on broadband infrastructure. So they have an infrastructure project to upgrade America's um, broadband system. It's the largest investment um, in our lifetimes when it comes to you know broadband infrastructure. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. This is why it's important. I believe there's 101 HBCUs, um, and those HBCUs, those 101 schools, produce 50% of all black engineers, 50% of all black attorneys, and 85% of all black doctors. So the majority of our black professionals are coming from HBCUs. So the HBCUs are important, right? Um, But here's the problem. Only 82 but 82% of HBCUs exist in broadband deserts. So we talk about food deserts a lot, but we haven't really spoken a lot about broadband deserts, whereas it's, it's hard for people like, you know, we live in New York, or if you go to LA or Atlanta, it's hard for people to fully understand, like, there's really broadband deserts in America. But mm-hmm. when you go to a lot of these HBCUs, they're in Mississippi or Alabama or Louisiana or rural parts of Texas. Yeah, South Carolina. Um, these these are rural communities where they don't have the same internet power or broadband access that we have the luxury of having in New York, in Miami, in LA, in San Francisco, different things of that nature. So that's a major issue because that prevents not only the students, but also communities. Because it's said mm-hmm. that Half of the black people that live in America live around 70 HBCUs. Yeah. So half of the black population Wait, it again? lives close to 70 HBCUs. So HBCUs not having broadband access is not only bad for HBCU students, but it's also bad for the communities. Yeah. So wow. now you see it's bigger than just a college issue. Yeah. It's a black American issue. It's an American issue. But it affects so many, there's so many different ripples that, that go into play here. So Deloitte did a study and they said that even increasing the broadband penetration, pause, um, by 10% would have created more than 800,000 jobs 
mm-hmm. from 2016 to 2019. And McKinsey found that closing the broadband gap was one of the solutions to add more than $300 billion to the economy uh, to actively black consumers. So this is something that's extremely important because so you have to have a you have to put a proposal mm-hmm. to be thought about to get the money, right? So it's one plan costs four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So seventy plans for the HBCUs yeah. will cost around thirty million dollars, right? Well, so, it, it, it there's a couple parts to it, right? So the first part is that the federal government is going to release the funds to the state. The states have the right to disperse the money to people who have submitted plans. And so one of the things that, and when we, we spoke to Robert about this, one of the things he did was took the initiative to create a plan. And so he created a plan around an HBCU. And the total cost of it, you're right, was $430,000 to create not a broadband desert, but have active broadband inside of a HBCU, which in turn gave broadband access to the community surrounding that HBCU. You want to keep going? So... It's extremely important because the funds, I believe, are going to be dispersed starting in June. The, um, the plans have to be submitted by June. The The funds will be dispersed by the end of this year. Okay. So we got... Th- so it's time sensitive. time sensitive. Long story short, it's time sensitive. Jesus. It's extremely time sensitive. And if this doesn't happen, who's to say when this, this is going to be done again? <laughs> so this is, a, this is a very important... This is very important... Um, because there's no way to survive in this in this economy without having proper internet access. Yeah. From an educational standpoint, yeah. like it's hard to learn, it's hard to communicate, it's hard like it's hard to get a job. Especially now, a lot of jobs are remote, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't really have a, a a functional job remote if you don't have high internet access. Yeah. So there's so many different things why this why this um issue is important. And um, this is something that elective of elected officials should be held um, accountable for making sure that this happens, not only on the state level, but on the presidential level as well. Yep. Um, President Biden and the whole um, administration. Um, this is something that needs to be talked about a lot um, on the National Black Caucus, mm-hmm. uh, to Republicans, to Democrats, to everybody. Um, this isn't a partisan issue. It's just the issue that just needs to be done. Yeah. So regardless of what your political affiliations are, politics does play a part. And it's, you can't just brush it off to say, well, politics aren't important because they kind of are important because this mm-hmm. is an extremely important issue. And this is solely a political issue. Like the politicians are going to decide this issue. So this goes back to my whole philosophy on Voting is important. It's just a matter of a strategy put in place. Just voting yes. blindly for somebody, no, that's not the best way to go about it. Having super PACs, holding people accountable, picking and choosing strategically who you put in office so they can uphold the agenda, that's that's part of the political process that's important, and that's something that we haven't done. We, we've done a good job as far as just voting, but that really hasn't made too much progress because we haven't put the economic power behind it. We haven't put the pressure behind it. We haven't put those have to go hand in hand with voting. It's not good enough just to vote. You got to have political plan and action and money behind the votes to make the politicians do what's important. And you have to be aware 
That's another thing. A lot of people don't even know it just even exists, or they might not even know why it's important. Yeah. So hopefully mm-hmm. now, after explaining it, yeah. you not only know why it exists, you know, you know it exists, but you also know why it's important. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it poses the real question, right? Let's get even more context to it, right? So if there's 70 HBCUs with 50% of the African-American population living in proximity to them, if we did that, right, if it took 430,000 for one school, if we did it for all 70, the total is somewhere around 31 million. It's 30 million. 31, like 31 million, That's right? That's crazy. We're talking about yo. an infrastructure bill that was passed for 65 billion. 30 million is always going to... And we won't even talk about how much was Right, we're talking about bridges, tunnels, infrastructure, broadband. 30 million can provide adequate access to the internet for half of the African-American population. $30 million. So think about that, right? Like, think about what life would look like if there was no broadband. Like, and they pose the question, would Ernie Legion exist? No, how? How could we exist without the internet? Right? We wouldn't have access to this. But imagine what that does for communities now that have access, right? If we want to have the best, how can we compete if we don't even have the resources to act adequately Did- research, develop, learn, teach without having the infrastructure? 30 million is a, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, but when you're talking about a bill that's gonna be 32 billion is gonna be put toward, you know, internet tr- infrastructure. Yeah. This is a, this is a small, a small, small, small feat. The fact that we don't know about it, and, and there's the, no excuse, right? We're telling people about it, we're making people aware of it. We have people, when we put up the post, ask what, you know, what is broadband? Which furthermore tells us like, oh, we, we have, like, when we say like we're far behind, like we need to be on top of these things. This is a, something like you said, this doesn't happen every decade or every three decades. This is a once in a lifetime thing. And to not have yeah. us as a priority and p- as part of this infrastructure bill is a travesty. If we don't do something, who knows, right? When, when, when Robert Smith was on stage and he was talking about the, the fourth industrial revolution happening, this is gonna be a major pillar in it, right? Because yeah, they can pass this bill now, but what happens is they disperse this money over five, 10, 15, 20 years. And if you're not in year, any of years, those yeah. plans over the next five, 10, 15, 20 years, where is our community? What happens to our HBCUs? What happens to our best and brightest and most intelligent from our community? What happens to them? That's what's on the line here. And so like, it's a serious issue um, and it's something we can do. I know we put the link up to, to where you can write to and uh, where you can submit plans and it's done, right? Like his team, they've, they've done it. It's a proven thing that works. So we gotta take action. My first thought is if we don't get this money, that's an act of intellectual terrorism. My second thought is what does it cost to repair the water supply issue in Flint? So when we're talking about these topics, and this is why like us taking action is really key. The water desert, the food desert issue that it exists in broadband, um, healthcare issues that exist in our communities. It's a travesty, man. Like, for $30 million to not go to our communities, but billions be shipped to Ukraine and other nations, I think it's, a, it's heartbreaking. Uh, so whatever we can do to, to make sure that we get this money, please, let's do it. Um, I feel like our communities are being actively attacked in very secret and quiet ways. Um, this is heartbreaking. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, anything that we could do, I mean, we have a platform 
So as a as a media um, outlet, it's our job not just to educate, but to also spread awareness. And news is extremely important. So we get to, um, you know, that's the good thing with being a media company. You get to curate whatever you want to talk about. So mm -hmm. if the vast majority of people are not talking about it, then we have an opportunity to talk about it. And hopefully, um, you know, people will take action from learning about it and, you know, learn more about it and, and see, raise more awareness, spread it on your platforms, and hopefully it becomes a trickle-down effect because um, it's important. And I, like Ian said, you know, millions of dollars get sent to Ukraine, and God bless. Um, but ultimately, we have to find a way to make sure that American citizens are sufficiently uh, taken care of. Mm -hmm. yes. Because if not, it's only going to be bad for the country. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not a black issue. If if we if black people don't have broadband access, if HBCU people don't have broadband access, that is going to lead to the fall of America because you're, you're shutting agree. some of the brightest minds out mm -hmm. of of this new age. You're you're um, limiting your pool of talent. Um, so mm -hmm. it's not something that and consumer base. It's not something that just just affects black people. It affects all people. So this is something that you know is 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 important, and um, you know glad we got a chance to highlight it. And uh, like I said, I'm gonna tell the rest of the Robert Smith story later on. But that one in particular, we thought was uh, important to talk about um, mid, mid show. Absolutely. All right, so well let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Um, what caused the collapse of Silver Lake Bank? Silvergate. 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 Silvergate yeah. Bank. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of spillover from the FTX situation, but the, when they delayed the annual report, that kind of signaled to their base that something was wrong. Like when you have earnings report or annual report, when you're supposed to state, like if we do an event together and you're like, hey, how did it go? And I wait three days to tell you, you're like, hey, something's wrong. Because when things are good, people are quick to report. But if I wait five days to tell you how the sales are doing, you're going to be like, they're quite going to see what's going on. And people felt as if they were delaying the information because they didn't want to tell the public what the news actually was. And then they actually began a run on the bank. Um, I mean, I, I see here it's $887 million worth of non-interest losses in the fourth quarter alone. That's a ton of money to be losing when we are in the face of a recession that they will not announce. Um, this FTX crypto, and for everyone in crypto, I'm not beating up on crypto. We'll talk about the, the two winners of this as a result a little bit later. But this spillover from FTX and all the money that poured in two companies with uh, and coins that didn't have solid valuations and PE ratios were out of this world, it is now slowly spilling over um, to other entities. I mean, Gemini, of course, will benefit some from it. Crypto.com, of course, will as well. But uh, Silvergate is in trouble. If I look at the stock real quick, yeah. if we just do for all my technicians, the ticker is SI. If we go look and see in 2021, it was at 
$39.26. As of today, it's at $5.41. Today, it drew down 6%. Like, they're close to literally, like, yeah. going out of business. They, they, I mean, they're, they're stimulus. They, they, they suspended their crypto payment network, and they expressed mm-hmm. doubts over their viability of their own business. Which is code for... We're done. <laughs> it hit the fan. We're done. <laughs> it's over with. Store's closing. Uh, Sorry. This one for sure we can put. Yeah, we're on. done. This is like the hurts of twenty twenty. When a, when a company is uh, telling you that they're not sure about the viability of their own business, their business is over. That. It's yeah. done. So how how, it, it, it's how would that affect Bitcoin and Ethereum? Um, ironically enough, in the crypto space, it's actually going to make them stronger uh, because the premise of crypto when you take out the blockchain functionality, people want incredible growth. And now it's looking like Bitcoin and Ethereum are the only safe investments in the space for the mass public. Now, of course, people that are like heavy into crypto, there are some other players that are good, but for like mass adoption, like the indexes of the crypto space, Bitcoin and Ethereum probably will have more money coming to them as a result on a retail side and institutional side. Because they're the only zone of safety that is perceived in the crypto space. That's going to make them go up even more. And Bitcoin and Ethereum both needs a catalyst to go up. I know they've been pushing up a little bit lately, but we're far from the theory of them going up to 100,000 by the end of 2025, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But this will, like, people are going to look at Bitcoin and Ethereum as the VOO and VTI of the crypto space. Yeah, for they, sure. They've, they've stood the test of, of all these scandals and all these collapses, collapses. right I, I think th- that's true as well i think another spot is, is is a stable coin right when people have uncertainty and and you know we, we've had conversations with about and with the team from usdc mm-hmm. um about how regulation is coming and uh, soon there will be <laughs> a, a coin like a stable coin like a usdc or circle that will be the viable place for people, right? When in times of uncertainty or times of volatility, that's where they look. And so that'd be another piece. I, I know people are not gonna gain money from, from being in it, but it saves you from mm-hmm. losing or from a collapse like what we saw over the past six months in some, some of these, these crypto assets. Yeah. Uh, the, the USDC working reminds me of like when 50 Cent told Ja Rule to stop singing and then they start singing. <laughs> Shout out to 50. Like, the United States caused the collapse of some of these coins for their own benefit. And I know everyone's like, yo, you're a conspiracy did. No. When you are launching a financial product, once again, I have to tell you, it is an act of terrorism against banks. When you do so, they're going to find a way to get rid of you. You either are going to have to play along and get along with the banks, or they're going to find you, find a way to remove you. You have to learn to get along with the system, or they're going to move you. Out of the system. It's a great, it's a great plan. It's a great strategy, right? You crush the competition or show all the flaws inside of the competition to make you seem or to show how legitimate you really are. And so mm-hmm. we, we saw it with FTX. We see it now with Silvergate. Will we see it again? One thousand percent. This won't be the last one. Absolutely, yeah. it won't be the last one. There you have it. Oh. Hit the like button, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, please. We are headed into the second hour of Market Mondays. We are headed into the second hour. This is with the what is it? The seventh inning stretch. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what they call it in baseball. Dun, yeah, that's what they yeah, call I think it. so. Yep. 
Somebody sang the national anthem. Wait, 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 wait. Rhonda Bailey. Rhonda <coughs> Bailey said, what does LOX mean? LOX means living off of experience. Experience. You know, experience is not spelled with an X, but that is the legendary group from Yonkers, New York. <laughs> Ronda, like, Kim, oh my God. Daddy, Jada Styles, I, saw, I looked down and I saw that, Ronda. I apologize. Kim, I love you. Comprised of <laughs> Chic Looch, yeah. Styles Underrated. P, and Jada Kiss. Amazing. Legends. Top, one of the top rap groups ever. Of all time. In history. Fact. Yes. Shout out to the Facts. For the T. And if you come to Los Angeles. This Saturday, you may hear the Red Panda Anthem featuring Jada, Styles, Yeah, Ali, and Game. Get your tickets now. Only a few left. I'm going to give away 5000 Put in chat if I should give 5000 away to one person or disperse it equally amongst Great the Great question. Let Great question. <laughs> <laughs> should I? <laughs> just, should throw I? It, just throw it in the air. Make ah. it rain. Make it rain. It's not easy to just throw 5000 There's an art to it. Novo did. I've been watching some YouTube. That, that's true. <laughs> I've been watching some YouTube videos on Novo. It's actually a pretty. Th we went there before, but uh, a lot of a lot of great artists have performed at Novo Theater. It's right by the, it's right by Crypto Arena. Um, so LA, yeah, heart LA, of LA Live. LA is going to be this. The whole weekend is going to be there. Yeah. Um, Speaking of amazing artists, for shout out me to cut you off, but you want to make an announcement of who may be there? Nah, nah, oh, nah oh, no, you don't. Get your tickets, my secret. guys. Everything top secret, ladies. Get everything your... is top secret, man. <laughs> Wear your best clothes, so please. So Be dripped responsibly. Uh, all yes. right, let's get into it. Oh, shout out to my boy Dante. Uh, we have his episode coming out tomorrow. I forgot oh, to mention yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, Dante Catlett. He's super dope on Instagram. If you, he got like four hundred thousand followers in like three months. Like he's one of these guys that have sure. mastered the algorithm code. Puts up a lot of dope content. He, he was making content for like all Fortune 500 companies. And then he decided to do his own thing. So this is going to be like another episode, like Smart the man. Nikki episode, where teach you everything you need to know about content creation and more. How to work with brands, how to make content. One of the most vital skills in, in this economy right now is you have to 400,000 followers in three months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cracked the code. That's he got crazy. one video on YouTube, on Instagram with you know, 32 million um, views. I thought he was going to tell him how he did it. Now they got to watch the episode. For <laughs> he got nah, the episode, a, you know what? Yeah. It's interesting when we run into these, these people um, like Dante and um, we, we talk to them and they're like, yo, you guys are a huge inspiration. I watched you guys. I watched you guys. I'm like, yo, really? Like, this is crazy. Like, what you're doing is incredible, man. It's, he's, he's a bright young mind. We had a great conversation prior to the episode Good and a dope one after one. And uh, don't be surprised if you see him again. 30, 32 million views. I'm like, damn, how'd you do that? That's Jesus. crazy. He gave us he gave us the blueprint on it. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into this. What is the best trading tip you can give this month to help the mm -hmm. audience make more money? Um, for everyone that are using trend lines, um, I'm going to tell you to make sure that you start off looking at the weekly chart and go over the last three years. So I'm seeing a lot of people post their analysis on IG, Snapchat, Instagram, right? But um, and TikTok, but I'm seeing that they're doing it over too short of a time horizon. They're doing over three months and then they're getting caught in a lot of chops. So if you look at SPY, we're hitting like a critical resistance level, like at 409. Um, if you pan out over the last three years, I think you'll get a better, clear picture of where 
support and resistance is and also map off your 200 day your 20 day and your 50 day moving average and you can see if the trend is clearly going down or clearly going up because a lot of even in your trades um, a lot of people end up losing because they don't know what the real direction direction and trend are dramatically different i would define trend as what's happening over the last 90 days the direction of the market is like the clear path of where it's going so if we look at like let's go kbh all right so if we look at the long-term trend historically we'll be able to or the direction we can see that it's upward moving so it debuted in 1987 ipo the low of the year was two dollars and 58 cent it's at 34 dollars and 99 cent now a lot of people will want to short it right now which would have been a good move in 2022 and think that it's going to fall to maybe like two or three bucks but you can see once it started to hit that moving average around like 26 dollars it pushed up a little bit so direction is what the true direction of the asset is um trend is what's really happening over the last 90 days draw your trend lines over a three-year period and put on your 50 20 day your 200 day moving average um to see what direction of your trades are going to be in and if you are at the show in los angeles for a shameless plug i will show you how to map those out on the chart as get well. your tickets man 20 you said 20 50 and 100 ema 200 200, 200. okay gotcha yeah yeah let me just say I'm, I'm 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 actually disappointed in los angeles the show will sell out Why? the fact that it is taking this long to sell out is 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 um is disappointing and it shows you the appreciation because toronto canada a city that we have never been to as far as doing an event like that i haven't been to toronto in 15 years we didn't even get a chance to put a flyer up and it sold out the uh, show yeah. sold out without putting a flyer up this shows you shout out to the people in cali who was like i'm going to the toronto <laughs> show it was a cali, bunch of them. We, gotta, <laughs> a bunch. we gotta wait five weeks for this show to sell out we gotta like we've been doing all kinds of we 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 done been on Crenshaw, we done did the Big community boy. give back and watch all kinds. And yeah, this is the least you can do. This is the least you can do. We did we did Big Boys Neighborhood. We, we've been on a run. Yo, we've been yeah. in LA for the past four weeks. Yo, man, shout yeah. out to LA though. We see y'all. Love is love. Come on, man. I'm West Hollywood Hove. Come come out. Come kick it with your boy. What we doing? And don't come late. Don't do the Hollywood thing and come late. Because the surprises will be at the beginning at the show as well. So please don't please. don't do don't be Hollywood on us. Please. Don't come don't come fashionably late. Like don't be Hollywood, man. The money will be get gone. Don't be Hollywood. It's cold out there though. So please. <laughs> But listen, I, I thought about giving away the Chanel bag, right? Wait, what? <laughs> Ladies, hold on, right? Break, wait, hold on, time out. Breaking them. news alert, go ahead. I thought I thought about it, right? <laughs> then I went and looked at the chart. Shit looked like Bitcoin in 2020. I'm like, <laughs> why is this going up 45% every quarter? What? Yo. Man, it's a little mini car. Sound investment. <laughs> What's the, yo, the crazy thing about LA, somebody said about the weather. Yo, the crazy thing about LA is like it'll just rain. Like we was in LA last week, it was raining, and people act like it's a like it's crazy. a blizzard. I'm like, yo, you know it rains all the time, right? Like rain Everywhere. is not a reason yes. to not go outside. Like it'll be like it'll be an inch of rain, and they like, yo, weather advisory, a weather advisory. 
people can't drive in the in one canyon. We're not though. talking about the hill. I'm just talking about just regular flat land. Like yeah. people will be like, "Yo, it's a it's gotcha. a weather advisory." Nobody's coming out for rain. I'm like, "What? What happened? It just rained." Yeah, they're not coming out. It was it was quiet. We went to Delilah. It was it was it was people like there was seats available. That never happens. It was but it was it was that night. It was torrential. I get it. They probably, yeah, you know, they they probably the flooding they ain't used to that. The mudslides uh, potentially could happen. So I get it. Hopefully, when we not when, too much on LA, we got to be out there for yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weather, the weather's yeah, gonna, yeah. It, it never treated us like it did the last time. So I'm I, I'm sure we're due for a tremendous weather this weekend. I'm sure we do. My people in Fresno, get your tickets. Fresno, Tarzana. Yo, San, Ber- San, San Bernardino, Malibu, San Bernardino. What's happening? Feet of snow up there. Where? San Bernardino. What are you talking about? They got 46 feet of snow. Uh, in the mountains in San, San Bernardino. But what is that? What that's you... ridiculous. Like, think about how much snow that is. Oh, San Bernardino is not, that's not the mountains, though. It's not? No. Then I got a different place wrong. Let me, let me, I'll Google it. It was another place. Shout out to everybody in San Diego, Temecula. It was someplace in Come Cali. It was like 47 feet. I'm like, no, that's damn. Impo- that's actually impossible. It's not San Bernardino. Um, I'll, our, I'll Google it. All right, let's, let's get into this. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver reportedly Ooh. is on a short list of candidates to replace Bob Iger as CEO of Disney. Who would be the best CEO to lead Disney into this new era? It's going to be very controversial and thought-provoking. I like Adam Silver as a candidate, but I ultimately think if I was Disney, I will put in a 30 or $40 million a year salary and go and get Roger Goodell. I'll probably be rejected. No, you said 47 feet. That's what it is. It is, I'll show you. So For, <laughs> Think about 47 I'm feet I'm trying of to, snow, t- yeah. when I show it to you. Right, 47. Why y'all so funny when I y'all show them, but go ahead. 47 go ahead. feet of Continue. snow is crazy. That's a lot. That's crazy. It's a lot. 47 over the, Over the winter, this winter. Oh, that's a cumulative. I'm saying yeah. like 47 at one time. Oh, but stop. That's what I'm, it's like the abominable, it's like the abominable snowman. You, you think I'm not in one state? It did, it, you did make it seem like that, it was 47. I'm saying over so a winter. Like think, That's a lot for a winter, bro. That's ridiculous. It's a record amount, obviously, but that's a I lot. I mean. Feet? Everybody tuning in from Chicago. Forty-seven feet is never in Chicago. Forty-seven inches. <laughs> Damn, oh, Ryan, that's, that's, they be that's sweeping that shit up. Forty-seven, forty-seven feet of over snow. the accumulation of the winter, bro. I'm telling you. All right, we'll, yeah, re- let, we'll, let, we'll research this. Somebody Google sorry, sorry about that. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is what we really no, do, y'all. Right. So, all right, this is their normal <laughs> everyday activity. So, Debate show. They like. Skipping Shannon every day, but no, I would go get um, Roger Goodell because he he, even though I don't personally like all of his antics and everything that he's done, I think he's done a great job of um, in improving the profitability of the NFL. He's gotten the bodies in the seats. I don't like the thing that happened with the Kaepernick decision, but he's done a great job of fostering partnerships. Um, and Disney needs someone who is a visionary who have these corporate partnerships. I would also. I, mean, I will go get this one of the companies that helped design Apple stores. Um, I believe it's Foster Design Company um, and help map out the physical locations in Disney as well. Um, not only do they need that, they need someone to help with the product roadmap. So I think Adam Silver is amazing. But if I had to pick someone from the sports field who's like without the question of a doubt been able to increase the value of an enterprise. Goodell, hands down, is who I would uh, put my bid in for. 
you know what? Those are the same reason I I, I liked Adam Silver. Um, when you talk about the profitability, if you look at the the NBA contracts that have come since he's been I'm, the TV deals I'm speaking of specifically the mm-hmm. I think the two billion dollar deal that they did, and I think they're up for renewal in the next two or three years. Um, those TV contracts are up. The profitability, the exposure of the game, the expansion of the game. Yes, David Stern initiated. Obviously, the international sp- starts with the dream team, and we can see now when we're looking at some of the top players that come from. They don't come from the United States. The exposure, the expansion into Africa, what they what they've done. Um, obviously, the global game ha- has been tremendous, um, and then the product. The product we we have. There's mm-hmm. just so many stars, and quality teams, right? Whereas before, I mean, we had a couple of years where it was just, all right, let's just skip the season. Let's hope go to stay in Cleveland, make it to the finals. But I think he's he's done a, a great job in his tenure. I think he started in 2014. Under his in his tenure, if you look at the ratings of the game. Obviously, you have LeBron James, you have Steph that are highlighting that. I think all those things point to extreme growth and sustainability. The John Morant situation doesn't help now when you're looking at a future star. But though, for all the reasons that you just said, I thought I think that uh, Adam Silver probably makes a better choice than than Goodell. I mean, my thing is Bob Iger just got back there, so why is he leaving now? He just well, he's only a two. Any succession plan? Yeah, he's only there he's for, only there for there interim to, period. To help find the successor. That's what they brought him back for. Yeah, and they'll have many good internal candidates because D- Disney's one of the few companies that is like, uh, like half retail or commercial space mixed in with tech. So you can't like I, that's why I would even bring in Johnny Ive if they can find him and, and get him mm-hmm. off of all those riches that he made off of Apple to help design the Disney Plus app. Um. And then you need someone who is good at migrating a bunch of bodies into physical locations. So it's almost like two businesses in one. Like imagine if like McDonald's still had McDonald's and also had like a gaming app, like the two different businesses all together that you're trying to run under one house. And I think leadership has lost its way a little bit. Now the great side on the asset side is commercial uh, properties that they have amazing. The profitability could be a lot better there. And that's one of the things is dragging their portfolio down. But the, the upside is the customers in Disney Plus. They need someone who is going to be able to get more content there that is a little bit more sticky. Um, but the design experience could be a hell of a lot yeah. better. So, but um, Adam wouldn't be a bad one. But if I had to, like, if my life was on the line, I would, I would pick his, 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 But I like personally like Adam. His contract more. with the NBA expires um, in 2024. So, I mean, I, I guess that's why they, they bring him up as, a, as somebody who potentially could fit the bill. Um, so that's interesting. He's done a hell of a job marketing himself yeah. too. Yeah, I I think yeah. um, I think that. So here's the thing, Apple, and Disney, I think they're similar as far as their their luxury brands. That's how I look at Apple and Disney as far as luxury brands. Like Earn Your Leisure is a luxury brand. It's a luxury media brand. Like the way that we curate the content, the style, the fashion, the events. It's, it's done on a very luxurious and, and, you know, art deco type of vibe. So I think it's important to have somebody that understands that. Adam Silver has done a tremendous job with the NBA, um, but I don't know if he has the style, no disrespect. You need somebody with the style and the swag to understand Disney. Disney is not just a regular company. Disney is, is, is iconic. Disney's like Nike. 
Like when you think of Disney, yeah. you're thinking about Marvel. You're thinking about Disney World, Disneyland, the experiences. This, this, these are all things that have to be curated the right way. Um, so mm -hmm. I think maybe, you know, somebody from the luxury space. Oh, if you say who I think you're going to say, I'm going to go crazy. Go ahead. Who you think I'm going to say? No, go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't going to say, go, I wasn't gonna gonna say anybody in particular. I just think somebody from the luxury, somebody from the luxury space, whether it's, whether it's in fashion, whether it's in luxury automobiles, <laughs> different things of that nature. Um, I think that that might be a better fit for Disney to take them into the next era of of Disney. I agree. Um, I won't say my first pick because I don't want to, you know, CNBC to take our take in the morning. Shout out to everybody at CNBC. But um, also Angela, who used to run Burberry, who then made her way to Apple. Um, go Google everyone, Angela, who ran Burberry for a few years and what she did for that company. She would be a good fit on the luxury side um, for sure to be able to help, especially like on the merchandising side as like, because uh, Disney does invest a lot into their merchandise and the quality of it. Like you know, who, in a retail space, she, she's like, a beast. It'll never happen, of course. I'm, but I'm like, in, of course, not even in the in the right, probably mental states, even. But let's say, like, if, if everything was fine, if everything was fine say with it. him mentally and everything, say it, Kanye, Kanye, you got it. Ye, Ye would be, Ye would, yeah, out of here. Ye would take Disney to the next level. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because I don't. But if if y'all say it, Frank, Ye give us credit. Yay, yay. He said he's Walt Disney. He said that. He's like, and, and put them Yeezys right in there, too. I ain't want to say it, but boy. Yay. Yay would, yay would be crazy at Disney. He go crazy at Disney. Uh... Hey, let's get him in the right space. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. I ain't want to say it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Amazing. If they put the Yeezy merch with Disney, Crazy. what you think? I mean, you put the Yeezy merch with anybody. I mean, the thing with Ye is that he's never fit. anything he's always put his hands on is Midas. He's Midas touch. He's literally the mm -hmm. Midas touch. He's the Midas touch. Producing music, rapping, uh, sneakers. How about a music as a music? And now you got all the production that you music need, exact. all the resources yeah. he, that you he, need. He, he, That's a short run. Who comes from under his tree? John Legend. But they're not with him though. They're not. But I'm, I'm just saying, saying yeah. Big Sean. Um, revitalized Pusha T's career. He, he had a great yes. label run. His label run was was great. He had a great label run. Helped Two Chains a little bit. Yeah, Two Chains a little bit. Two Chains not a, a good music guy. Not nah, good music was a was a good music was a good great music had a great label. They had Sean. You had, they had John Legend for the John first Legend. two. He helped comment John on that album. Common brought back Common's career. Common, he helped comment on that one album. Though. He was on good music. No, no, he Which wasn't. But he, he did the album for Common. All right, just yeah. take John he Legend. He produced them though. John Legend, yeah. Big Sean, and Legend. Pusha T. That's a, that's a label right there. That's a hell of a label. That's not easy. You know how many people would never get that? I'm trying to. I think John Legend maybe the first album might have been good music. Maybe John Legend is good music. Can, I mean, they come on from his production. It's, it's come from his tree. His production, yeah. That's that's a hell of a label. That's a hell of a label. And, and, and if we're gonna be real, he after Tip, we gotta get Tip credit. But after tip, Kanye grabbed Travis real early yep. too. And and um the, and Don and Tolliver singer, like um damn I'm forgetting her name right now from Tiana? Tiana Taylor. Tiana she, Taylor. She put out the album well, he produced her album. She wasn't like, an artist though. On nah, good music. Good music I had some had some uh, some people. Shout out to I know they not seen eye to eye. Shout out to see it. Sahado. Sa yeah, shout out to Sa. 
Well, speaking about um, Adam Silver, let's talk about this. John Morant. So this, this is this is this is a, a, a story for a variety of different reasons, but it's a business story as well. That's why I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. John Morant, great player, super super talented player. Um, currently suspended for showing a gun on Instagram in a club. Um, probably not. It was a club. I think it was. I think it was a gentleman's club. Yeah, it was a club in, in Denver. With no, oh. with no, he, I, I don't believe he had a shirt on either. But he's been important detail. It, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so John, shout out to John, man. Uh, Read my notes. John has been doing a variety of of interesting things um, this season, from his crew putting a laser on somebody on the, to, on the Indiana Pacers. Uh, team buff. Yeah, he's been what's doing the league tried to clean up for? They said he beat up a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. The NBA was investigating him first for beating up a seventeen-year-old. Sometimes you gotta smack a kid, though. Stop, man! What are you... I'm just being honest. No, with you, you don't. He probably should not. You have smack my kid. I'm act like John. Okay, let's let's not let's let's put it in perspective. Let's put it in perspective. But a lot of these seventeen-year-olds, seventeen is borderline eighteen. You could say something crazy. I've I, I seen it happen you, you, before. You, he can't do that. He should not have done that. He can't do if that. he did do yeah, it. Allegedly, a, a lot of these seventeen-year-olds are listening to a lot of rap music. You're damn near grown up. You're damn. If you're seventeen, you're damn near. Watch, <laughs> just watch your mouth. Victory slam. Watch your mouth, please. If you're seventeen years old. These thoughts um, are shared by. <laughs> And yeah, this starts of mine. My kid's 17, you put your yo. hands on my kid, I'm going to cash out every stock I got to go get you. Yo. Be your last game on God. So, And don't text me about don't say it. So. Go ahead. What'd you say about, what'd you say? I didn't hear you. I said nothing. I, I just said if somebody put their hands on my kid at 17, I'm going to go cash out everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you yeah. gotta put your, you might have to put your hands on a kid at 17. Or deal with the repercussions later on. But they were investigating. They, that's the first <laughs> deal. You deal with the, like, look, there's always gonna be somebody's father, somebody's <laughs> uncle. But yeah, some, I mean, you gotta deal with that later on. <laughs> it's what it is, right? That's, that goes back to the school, y'all. I'm gonna get my cousin. Okay. Step spin one. Figure that out later. <laughs> but we're gonna, we gonna handle this first. We're gonna handle this first. No, we're talking about a, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, just, old dude. I'm just being he honest. Do, he can't do that. I'm just being honest. He's 23. Yeah, he can't do that. He's 23. He's yeah. not that far removed. I know, but he can't do that. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Shouldn't have done it. Can't do that. But you that, also, so the league is got, the league was investigating him for that, right? They were <laughs> they were watching him closely. They swept a few closely. other incidents Yo, under the table. It's too. crazy, but it's and I saw uh Gilly posted this, the um the Carmelo interview that they had with Million Dollars with the game when he was talking like, yo, the, the, the NBA got feds watching. They work with the feds. Oh, yes. Like, and then Stephen yes. A said it again. He was like, yo, I, I try to remind you that they work with, they, he's under investigation for the slap. The fact that what he did with the gun, it was just like, bro. Now the gun thing, that was a little too far. But here's the thing, here's the thing, to bring this back. This goes back to the Kanye thing, and it goes back, and it's an important, it, this is important, this is what nobody's talking about, right? <clears throat> When, when you are a corporate employee, which NBA and players are corporate employees, yes. right? We got to start yes. talking about what's the proper etiquette for corporate employees and when you have responsibilities that you're not an owner, you're not a boss. Um, these things or are you're a black important. man in this country. Etiquette is, is extremely important, right? So it's important to handle yourself in a, in a manner that um, is in conduct to 
your code of ethics and the the your employer's code of ethics, right? Mm-hmm. Because it could end up costing you potentially millions of dollars. So whether he was right or wrong, that's a different story for a different day. But when you're an employer, like we're an employer, our employees on a certain level are representations of the company and mm-hmm. the brand. Yep. So even mm-hmm. me, I've had to have conversations with employees before um, because their, their behavior probably wasn't the most conducive to what we were trying to betray, right? Mm-hmm. So I have understanding. You're funny, bro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I have understanding. <laughs> I don't got no paper either. I wish I had paper. I don't got paper. I understand. I can understand um, why, you know, dealing with corporations, yeah. yo, you have to have some level of governance yeah. with your employees. Yeah. If their actions don't align with the company. Yeah. Yep. The brand. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you, um, you stopping there? No, I want oh. to <laughs> no, no, okay, yeah, go I ahead. Do you, you about to say something? No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, for men that are ascending, and I know he's still young, and we've all made mistakes, Um, it's okay to get money and not be perceived as tough. Because I think a lot of times when we grow up in tougher environments, we have to like put our machismo or like manhood on display. But I want to be very clear <clears throat> and being a black man in this country, anything that is aligned with violence scares all the money away. Like most corporations think Kanye is violent. Like, and you saw the reaction to the Will Smith thing last year at the Oscars. Um, I would not be surprised if they don't suspend him for the whole year while he's, going to be one of the new faces in the NBA. Um, This is a very tricky situation. The NBA tried to sweep a few other incidents that are not publicly known under the table as we elevate and begin begin to amass wealth and fame and money. Not saying that we have to change, but we have to move differently because now, like, the investigation is statewide. Like, something happened with him and another kid in Houston. Please be careful. And at the NBA game, like there are fans at every NBA game across the country, every single one, not just some, everyone. Please be careful and be mindful. But Rashad, nah, go ahead. But, I, no, I just think once again, I, mean, I think you know, Ja. Hopefully, he, he can you know get himself back on track. But it's just an important, you know. My mom used to always tell me, like you know, a smart person learns from his mistakes but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So we have fun with all of these Kanye and but you know, on a serious note, it's important that we we learn from the mistakes of others because when you're in your corporate environment, right? You have to be careful what you post on Instagram, right? You have to be careful what you post on Facebook. So this is on a on a on a big scale and millions of people watch it, but this happens every day. Mm-hmm. This happens every day to the teacher that you know posts something crazy on Instagram and only has 500 followers so doesn't really think about it and then it comes up on a school board meeting and now they're fired right or this happens when somebody goes to a basketball game and does something crazy and then their pictures in the newspaper and now they're fired so just this is something that's extremely important what happens on the internet never really goes away it never gets deleted so mm-hmm for the young people before the older people as well be extremely careful about the image that you're curating online 
because we're all curating images online. If you have an Instagram mm-hmm. profile, if you have a Twitter, if you have Facebook, if you have TikTok, you're curating the image that you want the world to see. So be mindful of that because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you're just in the moment. You're not really <coughs> thinking about it. I'm sure he wasn't really thinking about it in the moment. He's just like, I'm on Instagram live. This is where the vibe is. He might have had a drink or two. Like, you know, you're not really thinking about it, but mm-hmm. one decision can cost you a lot. So this is important mm-hmm. for people to learn and for people to think about when you're in your day-to-day life, right? Like be extremely careful about what you're showing, um, the type of image that you're portraying. And, you know, it, it, it's to the point where it could be a little daunting where it's like, damn, I got to think about everything. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you know. this is the world that we live in. If, if there was yeah. no social media, then maybe you can get away with a lot of stuff. But everything you post, think about it before you post. Anytime you go live Every on Instagram, comment, think about yeah. it before you go live on Instagram. Any, anytime you do anything in public, think about it because some stuff can stay with you and some stuff can haunt you. Um, and you never know what can happen. Yeah. You could do something when you're 20 years old, not really think about it. And then it's like 35, you're trying to run for governor. And then they bring back what you did when you're 20. So just, just be mindful because this is an important, not only just for business, but just for life in general, like you got to be extremely important about the image that you're portraying mm-hmm. because we're all we're all portraying an image. So think about the image that you want to portray and curate that and hold that very, very close knit. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. Like you said, he is very young. He's 23 years old. Did he make a horrible mistake? Yes. But we should be learning. Right. When I first heard about the gun, the first thing I thought and maybe, you know, some some of the kids are too young, but I thought a good bit arenas. And we watched what happened yeah. to him, right? But Gilbert Arenas has freedom. The other side of the story was uh, Creighton, right? Who was the the other person that was engaged in that? And he's, you know, yeah. he's had some troubles in his life and he's in prison now. But these are the outcomes that we make that that are facing us if we make poor decisions when we're younger. Um, so, like, yeah, Josh suspended for two games, but if he knows how the CBA is constructed, if he was in Denver when he had that, that means he must have had it on the plane. Which automatically leads to a which if he did like, now, now you're moving that across state, and so now that leads to a even lengthier suspension. He's at the point right now where he just got his rookie contract, and he's going to extend for two hundred million, right? He just put out his his Nike shoe, right? He's about to become the face of Nike. Obviously, LeBron's retiring. They lost Kyrie. Kevin Durant is you know up there in, in years. They sabotage Kyrie guy in line for, for Nike. That jeopardizes that. He also was about to release his Power Eight campaign. The same day that that came out, the Power <laughs> 8 campaign was launched. He puts that in jeopardy. And so you're making these decisions, but also, I, hopefully, and this is what he'll learn from it, is like who he is surrounded by, right? Because when you're that young, you still got your friends around. And we and that's something that we, we've had to learn, right? As you go and you go and you grow, yeah. that spiral goes up. Everybody can't come. Everybody can't come. They'll suffocate when when the when the air gets too thin up there, right? And so he'll have to learn that. Hopefully he does, and hopefully I know his dad is in his life. He'll be guiding him through this process as well. But it's a learning lesson. It's an unfortunate one. But I guess the the, the, the mean, brightest thing from it is that no one was hurt, right? Like no yeah. one was hurt. We've se- we've seen incidents with athletes, especially the two young men at Alabama, where you know we've seen people be killed because of mistakes, right? They, I mean, yeah. the gentlemen were not charged. Um, well, they weren't charged with, with felonies, but they were charged with misdemeanors in the, in the Alabama case. But these guys are young, man. They got their whole future ahead of them. Or, or, vast decisions that happened so quick. Which, that, that played for the Giants that shot himself in the foot. He did three uh, years. Plexico. Yeah, Plexico Burst. Plexico. He, um, 
Yeah. He he, he won a Super him. Bowl. Well, was, yeah. And then went into a club. And pulled the chair. And above. he was at the height of his career. Yeah. One of the best receivers in the NFL went to the club with a gun on, similar to Ja, shot himself. So what happens is that he was also having some off the field troubles, though. I'll put it like that. You yeah. That. I, but but I'm just saying he shot himself. So now what happens is that you have to you're injured, you go to the hospital, but you also having an unregistered gun in New York is illegal. So he ends up doing three yeah. years in jail for having an unlicensed gun. So, you know, this kind of thing, is, it's, not, it's not like he's the first person to do this. Nope. But um, just, you just got to learn from other people's mistakes. Yep. When keeping it real goes for all. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. Let's, let's talk about stock options. Um, will the options market crash the stock market? An index bubble collapsed the stock market. So um, JP Morgan analyst states that the national value of options has surpassed the volume of the stock market and a collapse could occur soon. So, all right. Stock options. Mm -hmm. Very popular. Became very popular during the pandemic. If anybody doesn't know what a stock option is, that's when you are for lack of a better term, you're kind of betting on the future price of a stock. So the stock is at $100. You're buying an option for May 2024 for it to get to $200. And it's if it trends in the right direction, then you can mm -hmm. make money. If it trends downward, then you can lose money and you can actually end up losing all of your money. Um, so options became, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a way to earn a lot more money than investing in just the traditional stocks and just riding it up, but it's also a lot more volatile as well. So what are we making about this option yeah. situation? This is really tricky. I was talking to um, Liz about this over the weekend and partially today. Um, when a couple of things I always want you guys to look for when they're promoting any asset class, derivative coin product, who is going to be the winner? And if things fall apart, who would they blame as a result? Um, <clears throat> I would not be surprised when this recession begins to happen that if they do not blame option traders, Robin Hood traders, and speculators as part of the reason why the market fell apart. So when a notion of value is higher than the actual volume of buying stocks long term, it just really means that more people are trading than they are buying long term. That's really tricky because a lot of people are doing like options that are expiring in the same day. So if you hit it, oh my God, you make a killing, right? I've seen some people make two, 3,000% in a day. And I've also seen some people get margin called, right? Um, but the reason why most people are trading so much goes back to what we talked about on a previous episode is that once we came off that gold standard, like, it began to erode an overall dollar and economy. And people don't trust the stock market or the overall economy because, like, for the first time in history, every signal of a recession is there and they're actively telling us, no, everything's fine. This is one of the strongest job markets we've ever had in history. I'm like, what job market are you looking at? So when there's a disconnect or dispersion in truth from the media versus what is really occurring, people are saying, hey, let me run and get a bag right now. As a result, if the market does crash, it's going to make the margins on futures go up. It's going to make the margins on options going to go up. Some of these companies will be wrecked and go out of business. And of course, I once again, I'll, I'll always say it, as soon as we got into crypto, Uber, Airbnb, 
crypto, NFT, media, they found a way to crash every market at the same time while profiting from it at the same time off of us. We have to be very careful. For all my options traders, um, please be careful over the next three to four months. And there will be regulation that comes out around this as an act yeah. of quote unquote safety when this market does crash. Now, on the other side, I do think the same thing is going to happen on the indexes. I think Vanguard will be safe. But as a result of all this auto and robo investing over the last 10 years, and with interest rates being low, when all of those companies like Wellfront and Well Simple got launched, I would not be surprised if in the next four years we see a smaller index collapse as a result. And this happened before. You can go look at SVXY. Back in the day, there have been some indexes or ETFs that are drawn down 80% in one month because of liquidity issues. Um, so please be yeah. careful. I mean, if you look at the percentages of people that actually have profitable option trades, it's like less than 10%, right? Less than 5%, I, I believe. Yeah, It's one of those things, man. It, it, you, When you speak about regulation, it makes me think, and I always thought this, right? If people are obviously making money, there's going to be a pullback, and we're going to try to get as many people out of this space if you look at the volume numbers, right? But what does regulation look like? Does it become a new barrier to even trade derivatives? Does it become, right, yo, you have to have a certain amount of money Absolutely. to even become an options trader? Those it's are the type of things that I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, I'm watching the space. I'm like, all right, something's coming. Something's coming. Because you're right. Like, people are looking at it. Be mm -hmm. I mean, we could just be honest. They're looking at it because of the percentage of gains in a short period of time. And that's great. But what happens when mm -hmm. it goes the wrong way? And, quote, unquote, you lose your shirt. Right? Like, you lose it all. Like, even today, yep. for a, a great example, right? We had a, a hell of a swing in the NASDAQ. I had a, a, a call that was up, I think, $3,200 by 4.15 when I checked, it was mm -hmm. down 81, negative $81. It was a hell of a swing. And these mm. are the things, like there's there's so much volatility. Yeah. I, I mean, we always talk to people about not putting, you know, everything in your portfolio into options, right? Because the volatility is too strong and most people aren't even experienced. Um, and so it, it can you make money? Yes. Can you lose money? Yes. Be very, very, very cautious, um, and make sure that you do your due diligence. Trading daily options, that, that's for, I mean, we talk about it, that's for live, man. Like, you really should be experienced if you're doing it, even if you're doing weekly calls. Like, I, I, I don't yeah, suggest it, I don't do it myself. Um, because, like, like I said again, you, there's no way to predict the market. Um, if, if there was, I mean, obviously, there would be a lot more wealthy people. So, be very careful, man. Trading has considerable risk. Yeah, and I, I know I beat up on options before. That's why I brought up the ETF example. You guys can go look at the ticker SVXY, which is ProShares uh, Short VIX ETF. From in 2016, it was at $75.55. By 2018, it got to $557. I remember people were riding high. All of a sudden, all the volume went out of it. It went from in one quarter from 533 all the way down to $56 in one quarter. That was in 2018. In 2023, prices is $66. So if an institution or bank moves all of their money out of the asset class, there's not enough retail investors to keep it afloat. It's always been a lie. There's always been a, a misconception. I don't want you guys to end up in 
being cannon fodder for one of these ETFs or options as a result. And the, the truth is, even if you need a morning when they're actually on the floor and we've been there, there aren't as many people even on the floor trading anymore. Like 11 o'clock, whenever I go see Peter and go see everybody, you, it's quiet. The volume has come out so much because of al algorithms. Please be careful. And a lot of these options, the market makers are better than against you and the algorithms are as well. Please be careful. All right. Be mindful. Be mindful, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's the only thing. And we will monitor doing. the situation. Um, Respectfully. Okay, let's talk yes. about this woolly mammoth situation. So scientists are reincarnating a woolly mammoth um, and <sighs> is set to debut in four years. Um, okay. Do you think Colossal will be a good company to invest in if it goes public? So this is the real life uh, Jurassic Park situation that, um, yes. you know, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going we're going to go full fledged with it. this. So what's the deal with this woolly woolly mammoth Huge mistake. coming back? Woolly mammoth is coming back. The return of the woolly mammoth. Um, I remember when I talked about this two years ago, everybody was like, man, you're crazy, you conspiracy theorists. And here we are. Um, I think it's an amazing attempt at innovation. But whenever a company begins to play God, I get very afraid. And no fictional tale or science research project is this ever going to end up well. Um, remember, I also mentioned the little pterodactyl thing that may come to life, no pun intended, uh, here relatively soon. I think this is going to be a huge mistake. Um, while they are able to use CRISPR technology and during the age of AI, we're getting too far away from the human experience and trying to recreate things that should not um, be here. I'm worried also that if they um, are able to pull this off, what other animals or recreations that they'll be able to make it would not be healthy for the planet. I think this would be one of the things that will probably be an amazing traction for five or six years. And then 10, 15 years, it'd be one of the biggest ecological mistakes that we'll make because we don't know what viruses. I mean, we can't even get proper control of like pigs and <sighs> swine flu. So if we're bringing back an animal that's been extinct, uh, for a long time, I'm worried about the long-term effects that it could have. I know they're trying to pitch it as some like ecolog ecological savior, and it will offset greenhouse gases or whatever BS they're rolling out via PR. But even though the innovation is amazing, I think this would be a disaster for the world um, now and going forward. So please be careful. Anytime a company plays God too much, God comes back and finds a way to fix and clears out what's going on. Please don't invest in this company, and we need to start to petition for this not to be in What's existence. That, like, I read this article. Like, I'm just trying to figure out. I still don't understand the purpose. Like, why? What? What is it for? Amusement? Like, what are we? What are we doing it for? What are they doing it for? Like, this, like obviously, outside of amusement, what would be the purpose? The Willie you, Mammoth. Yeah, bringing the Willie Mammoth back. You want another real answer? It's one of those things. Because they want to be, get to a point where they can clone humans. Yeah. But uh, the thing with the Willie Mammoth is, it's. Uh, I... Wait, hold on, Rashad. You gonna skip over that? Hold on. Nobody, the crazy takes me. My wait, hold on. You don't think they can they clone humans? Yeah. Tell me more. 
I mean, I think, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, surprised you said it on I, air, but yes. Remember who said it? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ally. Ian said that. It was a, see, Ian Cameron was messing up and it made it seem like one. it was me who said I think, it. Yeah, we might, we might be able to But yeah, the Willie Mammoth thing Perhaps. is, it's, um, nobody asked him to, nobody asked for a, a Willie Mammoth <laughs> second run, a second run at Willie Mammoth's. Um, that's like PS like caveman, right? Some some that's big before. tech companies there. Hold on, but I will say this: you should go Google who are What's some of the investors. Called? Like everyone's talking about ChatGPT, the, the genetic modification and gene editing technology. Oh, that's the real ChatGPT. Go see who invested in Colossal. But I mean, yeah, there. I think that um. Yeah, I mean, it could be a variety of different things from a tourism standpoint. If you could really create every, I say this time and time again, everything that you see in the movies is gonna everything come true eventually. This is this this is. So yes. when we saw Jurassic Park twenty five years ago, it was entertainment that was prepping you for. Okay, now what if Jurassic Park really has happened? You've already you've already experienced it through the movie, so the anticipation is already there, and you're not going to be too shocked because they've already primed you. They prime you through entertainment. They prime you to, through entertainment to get ready for what's going to happen. So when you actually see it in real life, it doesn't really seem that crazy because mm -hmm. you've already seen it in the movies. So I don't know. Not that crazy if you have a Jurassic Park. I actually was in Hawaii. I I I live I I. I used to live on an island where Jurassic Park. But anybody doesn't know, I used to live in Hawaii for two years. So I led a life you can write a book on. That that's different. That's, that's a whole different. Yo, yeah. yo, he played ball. Hold on, I'm gonna do what they're gonna do in the comments. Are we here to brag? Are we here to learn about stocks? Yeah, that's yeah, a play whole ball. Go ahead, tell them. You gotta yeah. understand. I had I had an apartment in Hawaii when I was 20 years old. That that really happened. Tell them something else they don't know, man. We got some classic stories no, in Hawaii. I, that's no, what those, I'm some classic stories. I lived in Hawaii for, when I was 20 years old. But the, I saw Jurassic Park where they filmed them. And, <laughs> and he played JB in seventh grade. I found it out this week. That's legendary. <laughs> that is, he, he didn't finish the that season. That is tough, though. That's another story. That was tough. Legendary. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just think about how dope that would be if you have an amusement park of Tyrannosaurus, because that's what's next, right? Dinosaurs are coming next. Yeah. So Tyrannosaurus and the broccoli, whatever that, all of those dinosaurs Save start. Tiger. And it's all good until they start attacking humans. Yo, I Googled why, why is the Willie Mammoth important, right? Here's what they got. It provided great food and other important things for humans. The fur, for example, could be used to make coats and blankets that should keep uh, you cold in icy environments. The bones from the Willie Mammoth can be used to make tools and weapons. I mean, look, I, <laughs> like if, if there's a Willie Mammoth expedition, you going? exhibition, I'm, of course I'm going. Everybody's going, no, say what you want. You yeah. want to see a Willie, it hasn't been around for 2000 years. Of course I want to see it. It's, it's not even that impressive. I mean, the, the, a Willie Mammoth is like Jeez, the size bro. of a, no, like yeah, an African like an elephant. elephant. Yeah, It's not the monster, yeah, not the monster that but, everyone thinks, but, the ramifications of disease and then the other things that will be modified and created. Like, and also too, the reason why I told everyone to go research this whole like AI experiment thing has a very yeah. tough connection with biosciences. 
Like we're living a science fiction. Like the the chat GPT AI automation thing is like the first layer to get people to have fanfare behind something to like these other experiments that are going to be like for all my Christians, boy, we're getting to like the revelation side of the of the Bible. Where shit is going to get real scary. And if we don't stand up real simple, go look. Even and I'll say it clearly. Um, I love the book Money Master the Game. I hate the Tony Robbins endorses company. Hate it. Hate it. But go follow did, the did, money did you, path. Did you watch 60 Minutes yesterday? Go follow the money path. Did you watch 60 Minutes? No, I didn't. If anybody watched 60 Minutes yesterday, put in chat what you saw that is relevant to Market Monday. So 60 Minutes, you know, they do three different segments. So one of the se- – because 60 Minutes is my is my favorite show outside of Earn Your Leisure, Market Mondays, and Assets Over Liabilities. And Respectfully. We, we would love to be featured on 60 Minutes um, if anybody's watching. So um, they have a segment on 60 Minutes yesterday about chat GBT. Okay. And they interview one of the head people at Microsoft. And they got a whole expose about explaining what chat GBT is, why it's inaccurate, because they was going through it and they was giving like inaccuracies on it. Mm-hmm. But it was crazy because it's like mm-hmm. we've been talking about chat GBT. So I was watching 60 Minutes and I'm like, this is dope. We covered it. But also I'm like, okay, once 60 Minutes starts covering it, this is a part of society. AI, mm-hmm. yeah. chat, GBT. This is no longer like on the fringe on the internet and like the people that's really like into yeah, AI not, know about it's, it. It's not a niche conversation. 60 Minutes is a, is a show that yeah. everybody watches, right? Yeah. So now you start talking about chat, GBT on 60 Minutes. Okay, make way. It's coming. And we already knew it was coming, but now it's like, it's no denying, it's no stopping it. This thing is moving at a hundred miles an hour. Um, and they finally admitted that uh, a Chinese lab whoa, created COVID. Whoa, 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 we want to cover that. Or we want to stay clear. Being done up here is here's it. What did you see this? Just now? This is Harvard Business Review. Just now, breaking news. Oh, breaking this, news. This, this is five days <laughs> ago. News alert. I'm still trying to figure out this mammoth thing. What you really saw that? I, I, I have not seen that report. What? I mean, the whole thing is whatever yeah. happened to COVID. That's I had this conversation yesterday. That's, that's, that's a different story. I really had a conversation about that's this yesterday. That's a different story. I seen John Legend doing a, a vaccine commercial. Hi, Mom. Um, all right. Reza Islam, hold your head. Uh, <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> so What are we doing? <laughs> how about come to call one and then y'all hit all the crazy so talk topics? About, talk about that, though. Uh, that brings me into the Carnegie Hall conversation because, once again... Carnegie Hall was super dope. And anytime you get a chance, I'll just say this. Anytime you get a chance to see Robert Smith in person, um, pay the ticket. I don't even care how much it costs, Please pay it. So. Because it's not only informational, but it's, it's motivational and it's inspirational as well. To see a black person that's worth $7 billion. Nine. You can't cheat them. It's hard to really explain it, but it does give you certain level of motivation and inspiration. Mm just to see it. So sometimes you just need to just be motivated and you just need to be inspired. Um, but he's also, he's obviously also a very intelligent guy as well. So we were speaking to him on stage, Paul Judge, shout out to Paul, another, oh, another incredible genius. Incredible. Paul Judge is a genius. 
Can you tell everyone more, is, a little bit more about Paul real quick? The co-founder of Green, Greenwood Bank. He is a guy, he sold a few of his companies for over $300 million. He's the one that really brought the tech world to Atlanta. So a lot of the tech uh, companies, black tech companies in Atlanta, he's responsible for, or he's invested in, mm -hmm. angel investor. Um, he's like the bridge between Silicon Valley and Atlanta. He is a tech savant. Super intelligent guy, one of the ones. If you don't know who Paul Judge is, please do some research on him. He doesn't really speak that much publicly. One of the most interesting men uh, in the world. Yeah, that's <laughs> our guy, man. He's he's one of the ones. So Robert Smith, we asked him about ChatGBT and about AI and all of that. That's the first question that we asked him, and he said, he said, because you know he's a um an engineer before all of this, and a computer expert. He's one of the mm -hmm. like people that on the ground level of like what we know the internet to be. He said, we've been working on this for 30 years. Yeah. He said, we've, we've, we've been working on, on all of this technology, AI, all of that. We've been working on this for 30 years. And um, by the time, he said, by the time, it hit, I'm paraphrasing, by the time it becomes mainstream like it is now and at an affordable price point for the average person, it's, a, it's already been fully oh, yeah. executed. Yeah. He was like, it's already been fully executed at the highest levels possible. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. now it's um it's it's yeah, especially the government point side. where it's reached mainstream because of the affordability yeah. process. Th Paul added to it, he was like twelve years ago, we were just trying to get the price points right for it. Twelve twelve years ago. They were trying to just get the price points right. So the the, the having the communication coming from the computer talking to you, they that was already been created. The fact that's why I said when we talk about we we're, we're behind the like these things are years, years behind, right? Like they've already created the technology for it. They thought about it. They experimented with it. They fixed it. They said, all right, here's a trial to run to show, oh, this is what we can show to the public. But in the private sector, I mean, how long have they been using it? Yeah. Yeah. So the government side it's too, like, yeah. um, you know, that was pretty insightful because it's like how many things, you know, these conspiracy, I hate conspiracy theorists because it's like there's really no proof a lot of times. But some of the some of the conspiracies are, are actually true. So it's like going back to the clone and human. It's like Robert Smith tells us that they've been working on AI and this type of technology for thirty years, and by the time it hit, by the time it's mainstream now, it's because of the price point is affordable enough for the mainstream. Like the the, the juice has already been squeezed out of the lemon. Yeah, and you got to prepare the public for it. So imagine how many other things. <laughs> We like Big Boy had said something to us where he was like the first time he saw somebody talking on a phone, FaceTime was when he saw him talking on the phone. There was no in in Japan, there was no announcement made. It wasn't a rollout <laughs> for America. They already had the technology. It was just in Japan. So imagine how many yeah. things we're not yeah. aware of that's already in use, in function, mm -hmm. that's affecting our lives currently that we don't have any idea. That's gonna mm -hmm. come out five years from now, ten years from now, and we're gonna feel like it's new. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we discovered it, it, this. It, it, yep. Even even with Theranos, I'll say this: this is my views and my views only. But they let Elizabeth Holmes take the fall for their company. There is a company very soon that will announce that they are be, be able to do like a lot of genetic testing and preventative care with literally like two drops of blood. But they let her like. There's always a fall guy in every industry. Sam just happened to be that in FTX. She was that in Theranos. Like, 
once again, um, I got Drew always mentions demolition, man. When it's like, hey, look what's going to happen in the future. A lot of times when people get set up to take these falls as well, um, even if you look back in 2008 and with the stuff with Bernie and the gains he was able to get clients, the same 30% returns he was able to get year over year end up being the benchmark for crypto 10 or 15 years later. So just keep your eyes peeled. Another, another like, thing with 60 Minutes in yeah, Japan and, and China. Is Microsoft. So they, so they do an expose on AI and chat GBT. They specifically choose Microsoft and they talk to the head of Microsoft and they, they go through Bing. Mm -hmm. And they go through Microsoft Bing, they test it out, they go through it. I say that to say that was interesting to me because the way they positioned it was like Chat GBT and Microsoft are one. Well, they invested in it. Well, I understand that, but I'm yeah. just saying there's other companies that are, are playing Using a part that, yeah, in, the, in the technology. Majority share. The, the, the 60 minute expose only focused on Microsoft. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Could Microsoft be leading this race moving forward? Are they, are they going to be the leaders yeah. of AI and Chat GBT tech type of technology? Absolutely. Are they putting a bid in for them to be branded as, like, when you think of social media, you think of Facebook, you think of Instagram, like Meta you hit the nail on the head. Monopolized, yep, the coin, the phrase of social media. So when we think of AI, when we think of Mm -hmm. Chat GBT, are we going to think of Microsoft? If so, that will be extremely beneficial for their company moving forward. Yeah, I think we said we, we had that discussion a few mm -hmm. weeks ago when we were like, who's leading this race? And at the time, we were kind of trying to yep. discuss who was it going to be. Is it is it Google or is it Microsoft? And based on everything we had known at that time, and probably still to this day, Right, that was only a couple of weeks ago. We, we, we saw the investment early. Microsoft was the first investor. It went from one million to 10 billion, right? And then we saw how they were gonna integrate it into their operating systems. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, they're taking the initiative and they're kind of leading it. Um, so right now I say, yes, they are. Um, long-term, I like I still like, I still like them. Um, Hands uh, down, yes. Hands down. The, the biggest bag to invest in and on the enterprise side, as we're getting rid of more jobs, the pitch is going to be like, we're going to get to a point between Azure, ChatGPT, like once we get to like five, like wait till they make an enterprise version and like you can lay off 25% yeah, of your that, workforce. That'll be the new Microsoft office. <laughs> that'll be, be the real incredible. New, right, the new office. Yep. And integrating it with Word and everything else. And, and just imagine on Excel. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. Like, yeah, you automated straight to Excel. It's going to be insane. And insane. Another thing, one last thing about this Carnegie Hall thing is that when you have opportunities to get in a room with successful people, you got to take advantage of it. So it's like at Carnegie Hall, of course, we talked to Robert Smith and we talked to Paul Judge on stage, but it's who else is in the VIP area. VIP is a, is a, is an extremely important Ooh. part of an event. This is something that if you have an opportunity to be at NBA. It's the equivalent of being in first class of a plane and sitting in coach. You still, there's nothing, you're still, sitting in coach mm -hmm. is better than not going. But first class is better for a variety of different reasons. So in the VIP lounge area before the event, we run into Richard Lou Dennis. <sighs> Richard Lou Dennis is the owner of Essence. He's one of those ones. He's one of those <laughs> ones. He's invested in pretty much every black company that you can think of. Uh, Paul Judge's partner. Ryan Glover. Yes. He's in attendance. Ryan Glover is mm. another one of those ones. He's the other co-founder of Greenwood. And Bounce yeah. TV. 
Yeah, he sold Bounce TV for over a hundred million dollars. He's one of those ones. He's another <laughs> one of those ones. Um, of course, the legendary Buster Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Chop it up with him. One of the greatest hip hop artists of, of all time. So it's a variety of these people where some people you know, but a lot of people you don't know. A lot of people like there's a variety of like these Richard Lou Dennis type of people yeah. who extremely successful, extremely wealthy that you would walk right past in the yeah. street. You had Apple execs in there. You had JP Morgan execs in there. You had- Fidelity. Fidelity execs <laughs> in there. The whole Fidelity team was there. There right. was like 10 people from Fidelity. All in that space. And I, I mean, there's people that you don't know, but just being in the room, it gives you access to getting information, right? Like we met a whole Toronto conglomerate. It was like- Shout out to the like Toronto 15 team. people from- to- Yo, bro, we heard what y'all said. You don't have to mm-hmm. lift a hand when you get there. I'm like, wow, thank you for coming to the VIP and thank you for the hospitality in advance. It's just one of those things, man. You you never know who yeah. you're gonna run into, man. And that and this is another thing, right? That's, it goes back to, and people are running it up uh, on us now, like yo, having that value add or understanding who you are. Like you never know who's who in the room, but the value add, it's all, that never changes, right? It never changes. Like my value add is gonna be yeah. the same time if I meet, the random person on the street, or if I meet an exact, I don't. I'm treating them both the same, because my value is not going to change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never know. It is important, and I know you guys stress this every week. And then everyone's like, "Man, so you travel? You have to be in spaces physically where other people are not going to be to get the aid that you need." I wish I can do everything online. That does not exist does not exist like you're going to go so much further by actually investing in yourself and being around the right people um yeah that's amazing buster that was, dope. Dope. Shout out. that was dope man um and if you guys want to be in the right room you probably should show up to los angeles this saturday novo theater novo. what do yeah. i know you never know what you said next you time. never know you never know never know you never know. Um, all right, you want to do one more question or? Uh, we've now hit the, the second hour. We're, we're going into we're overtime. two hours in. We're two hours in. We can call it. We're going overtime. Um, we could. Can we take one amazing question from the audience on YouTube? YouTube, put your Maybe. questions. Put your questions in in in, in, the, in the thing. While we're, while, we're, while we're evaluating questions. Yeah. Um, yes. This Saturday, we will be in Los Angeles. Get your tickets. Link in the description of this video. Um, there's a yes. few tickets left. Show will sell out. It's going to be a night to remember. Toronto, Canada, sold out, but we added 50 more tickets. So there are 50 more <laughs> tickets if you are in Toronto. You can get a ticket. Once those 50 tickets are sold out, then you're in trouble. Um, Big trouble. Sell and then RSVP... So get on the wait list for all of the other dates from Chicago London. to London to Ghana. And then next Friday, to Ghana. Speaking of being at the right room. Yes. Around the right people all the time. Um, Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, South by Southwest, Invasion, United Masters, Earn Your Leisure, Ally, Earn Your Masters. We are doing an activation free. Yeah. RSVP. There's really no excuse to miss that, especially if you live in Texas. Um, show up. We're going to bring a bunch of surprise guests, musical performances. It's going to be a bunch of great people there. Networking is going to be through the roof. 
So um, show up next Friday in Austin, Texas. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, great. All right. I got you. I got you. I got. You, I got I'm just, I'm just, March ninth is this week, and somebody put it in the chat. I was saying it myself. Uh, uh-huh. Big. I want to say favorite yes. song, but that's too easy, right? Like outside of the singles. Well, the question I really want story to tell. Is it the greatest story ever told on record? It's it's not the greatest story ever told on record, but hold on, let me let's let's get let's get one educational question. All right. well, they then, keep then, we, then we can talk about rap. All right, go ahead. Um, because I did see a, actually a decent question. You lost it. Um, I keep seeing the same question come up. Somebody is, is spamming us. It was about inverted ETFs, I think. Um, I think that the wait did the the Kramer ETF go live oh, yeah. today? Oh. I was reading some reports about that. I think so. Let me. I'll, I'll Google it right now for you. Yeah, yeah. So if, if those are not in no, um, they people have been keep, keeping track of some of the 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 clothes that Jim Cramer has said on his show, uh, and they haven't gone well. They haven't gone that well over the past. Now he's a legend. Okay. Let's just pre- I want, let, let me preface it by saying that this is a legend. So we're not here to discredit him. I'm just reporting what's happening over the past year. I would say about eighteen months. Some of the positions that he has called and made buys and for his community have not panned out that well. So much so that someone has created a reverse or invert ETF of all the things that he has called. And that I believe, I'm gonna check, I believe that went live today. Um, and I'll tell you the ac- actual ticker. I'm gonna give it to you right now. Another ticker. All right, so let's, 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 let's go over this question. Um, Y'all hear about Paramount considering to sell its BT stake? What's your thoughts on it? Yes, I have. Um, I think Paramount as a whole is in trouble. Um, I'm not mad. I don't think it's... It's, it's a good idea to sell off that portion of that catalog, for sure. Paramount overall is having a ton of trouble. Um... I don't know if the brother wants me to mention his name, but uh, somebody I'm cool with has been railing on Paramount for the last few months um, as well. Um, things are getting very tricky in content and media space, and they do need to raise some capital. So if they can get a good buy for that digital catalog at BT, I think it's a good thing for Paramount for this time being because they are uh, having a couple of little cash issues. So Okay. CDs. Somebody asked about CDs. Real, real quick, before you do that, I'm gonna just tell you the ticker for the the, the uh, ETF. It did go live today, um, and we saw this happen before with Kathy Wood when she had the Arc Innovation ETF, and people made the Sark, right? So S A R K. So this one for Jim is it's actually his his initials actually. So it's S J I M. I'm assuming that's for short, Jim. And the other one, Paul, is for yeah. it's L J I M, which is. I'm assuming for the long-term positions, long gym. Pause. Yeah, I, I don't think. See, somebody gotcha. said the difference between CDs and stocks. I think the apples, the oranges. Stocks are investments into publicly traded companies, with the hopes that it will go up over the course of time. Where CDs are more like a savings. They're a savings um, vehicle uh, that has you know slightly higher interest rates and just didn't a traditional savings account, but a time duration attached to it. So. Um, I don't think that CDs are an efficient way to 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 you know 
grow money. We did. We have talked about I bonds on here before, um, and that's something that's beneficial as far as inflation-based mm-hmm. bonds um, during this this economic environment for sure. Um, that's appealing, but you can only put a limited amount of money into I bonds. But as far as CDs, um, is not something that is really comparable to stocks. But if you want to just have somewhere just to hold the money, um, then it might be a better option than holding it in a savings account if you're looking at it for, you know, more of a long-term just hold perspective. Yeah, um, I think Goldman has one. I'm looking up right now for 4.5%. Uh, Credit Human has one for 4.3 annual. And Discover has one for 4.1. So if you want to safe bet that you won't lose money on cds are an option not the best option but if you're older maybe um if we announced that they were in a recession the cd wouldn't be that big they definitely are apples and oranges and, and not a vehicle for growth ladies and gentlemen los angeles california i will be i haven't done a monologue in three weeks because i'm saving it for la i have important information to speak about yes. to help you in your business career. This isn't, a, this, I don't really have, the monologue is not going to be about investing. It's going to, it is going to be fire. Really beneficial to your business um, because that's important. So LA Live. Monologue is back. Monologue is back. I think I'm going to teach. I think we should get like those, <laughs> get like the, the spotlight beams. Yes. Ashley, I got to speak to Ashley about that. Um, just darken everything else. Yeah, like yes. you know, like the spotlight. We should put the chair. We we could just leave. We just you put the chair, the stool. That's that would be good too. We should put That'd the fire stool. stool. <laughs> the stool. What yeah. a cup of water. The stool. The stool. <laughs> Yo, um, today's March six, and yes. I, I I would be remiss if we didn't say Happy Independence Day to Ghana. Happy, Happy Independence, Independence Day, Day to yes. Ghana. Ghana. Yes, we will yes. Be coming to Ghana. We are coming to Ghana in December. December. Wow, that's going to be major. Happy Independence Day to Ghana. So yeah, let's, let's, let's get to this conversation. Let's before. So Biggie Smalls, rest in peace. March 9th. One of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah. Story to tell is a great is a great story yes. and a great rap song. Yes. But it's not the best um, story ever told in rap. The best story ever told in rap is actually tied, and it's tied by the best by the same person, and his name is Nas. This is an opinion, and it's um, an opinion. Gave you power. This is it. <laughs> hold, hold on, can yeah, we right, give Biggie his it, love first, then go to the Nas? Can't say it is the best. It was a question. Would you would you put it at? I gave you power. Is a great record. And rewind is an amazing record. And the reason why amazing. is that I gave you power. Was the Amazing. first song? Is the prequel to power? it? It was written. That's only it was written. That's it was written. Fifty Cent actually made a movie about that. Yeah. Um. Well, so he made gotcha. a song. If anybody has never heard of "I Gave You Power," go listen. Listen to "I Gave You Power." It it it's seriously one of the greatest it's track four. And it was written. It's one of the greatest songs ever. Just Google "I Gave You Power." Um. By Nas, he raps about himself as a gun. And he's speaking in third person as his experiences as a gun, going through different shootouts and being passed around and being thrown in the sewage. And it's no, just, not gonna listen to it. You just told. But you, I'm giving you the, the, oh, the preference of it. It's it's one. It's a it's a, it's a work still of art. There's no denying it. One of the it's greatest songs art. ever made. 
Rewind was on Stillmatic. Rewind is also equally one of the greatest songs ever made because in that story, in that song, Nas tells the story backwards. backwards. Extremely impressive to be able to rap. To rap, is it all right? He he rapped this story. He's tell he yes. tells the story. Yes, and he raps it backwards. Extremely, extremely impressive lyrical feat. It was incredible. I think it may be the most creative rap song, but the best story. I like. I got a story to tell. If you. The fact that he raps the story and then tells the story, and then we find out that the story was actually real. The story wasn't real. He said. Nah. Uh, he said. He said. He said. Got snowed out. Nah. You can't. Uh, I know NBA, you can't get NBA, snowed out. You can't get well, snowed out. You can't get can't, snowed out. An NBA game can't. It hasn't. Cannot be it hasn't snowed been snowed out. out. It cannot he be snowed he out. He said. Well, he said that. I don't know. What, you know, it, it could have happened. No, it can't. Happen. No, it can't. It can't get snowed out. But it can't get snowed but, out. but but that part is not factual. That's but not factual. The other parts we know. Years later, that that was a factual story. It was speculation, and that person, rest in peace, is no longer with us. So it, we're not gonna mention his name. It was speculation, but it did happen. It was speculation, but Knicks players confirmed that. No, they didn't. Yes, they didn't. Sort of speculation. That look, it's Irv Gotti turned that into a movie. It's a great. Okay, look, look, on, a, on a lighter, more positive note, what is your favorite Big record of all time? Let me do my favorite, favorite what? Big record. Big. The favorite big record is uh, I think, what's that song? Yeah, when the, um, I used to be it's all, to little to little C's cripple me. Like, I'll be hard, my girl's nipples be. You know the rules move from mm-hmm. BK to neutral. Kicking the door. Yeah, all the planes we ran through. I want my spot back. Take two, yeah. mad because I'm envious. Yo, they putting the name in crazy. there already. All they right, went crazy. That's your that's your number one. I'm a, and just because every time I hear it. I, it's the same feeling I get. Uh, my favorite big record is um, "Who Shot You." Who shot you? That's up there. Every time I hear it, it's the warning, same. warning and, and one more chance. Warning, tie. I put a tie. Warning is up there. One more chance. I mean, big guy. Not, not the album version, the video crazy. version. Big guy, big yeah, guy. A lot, a lot of them. What's your favorite big song? Gotcha. Uh, you know I'm a diehard Tupac fan. I ain't gonna lie, but when I heard "Life After." I was like, this may be the best moment to ever write, period. Like, and to, to know he was that young, putting it at um, I don't know, like, Muta, don't get mad at me. Probably What's Beef one. may be my what favorite. This is a great record. That's a record great from Big. Oh, the song I was talking about was called Long Kiss Goodnight. And going back to Cali. Yeah, and going back to Cali. Like, Long Kiss. Long Kiss. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Young, incredibly talented. Nah, Big. Well, you know, all right. Tupac has he has great stories. He tells great stories too. Brenda had a baby. That's that's um that's a that's a one of the originals. A, that's a great incredible. Dear Mama, one yeah. of the greatest songs of all time. Dear Mama? Greatest stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Mama yeah, is great. Dear Mama. It's a, it's a story in a different way. It's not like a like Slick Rick. He's also one of the greatest stories ever told. Children's uh, story? Children's story. What, yeah, what about a few of them? Let's not forget Ghostface. All that I got is you. Once again, that's more in the line of the Tupac, where that's like a that's a real story. No, it's 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 a real story, but it's not like a story how like you like a fictional you making up stories like you know what I'm saying like Big Nas Slick Rick that was more like children's story fictional stories. He's, the Tupac Ghostface thing that's like a real that's autobiography. Emotional. That's like an autobiography. That's a real emotional song. No, it's, it's I might have shed a tear when I first it's heard a that. Great record. Two, uh, Ghostface Killer. 
Legendary. He's yeah. one of the he's one of the one greatest. Of he's one of the greatest. Yeah. And we can't forget Nipsey Hustle Blue Laces too. That's a great story too. That's another one that's like yeah. a true story. Um and they told us about that act. They actually told us shout out to Kabi Supreme and shout out to Dave Gross. We had dinner with them and they was telling us the origin the story yeah. behind the story. And they behind like, the music. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fact. Rest in peace to Nip. Rest in peace. Blue Laces too was one of them. Eminem's a great storyteller as well. Stan? Stan is a great story. Stan is one Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. We can't story. leave we can't let him out. I know Stan's it's popular story. to hate him, but that's, that's a great story. Yeah. Stan's yeah. a great story. Ten crack commandments too. Yeah. Going yeah. back to big. That was a different story, but yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's some great storytellers. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of the ones, man. It's, it's that's that's one of the lost arts of hip hop. Yeah. yeah, Kendrick Lamar told a few good stories too. Section eighty, um, mm -hmm. he's he's told some good stories. Kendrick Lamar's yeah. a good storyteller. Yo, if, and this is a slept on. It's on to Pimp a Butterfly, but if if you listen to if these walls could talk, if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that and just think about how he plays on the word walls. It's it's an incredible record. Kendrick's one of my favorite. One of my favorite. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Can I say this real quick? Ian, I got let me say this. We, to we end on the best thing, what's corporate it, company? Since I saw Go Kendrick. Ahead. We said Kendrick. I saw Kendrick five years ago um, when he was doing, he had just got his Pulitzer uh, Prize for, for writing and he was doing the TDE Championship Tour. And there was a young lady that opened up before him by the name of Solana Rowe, known to the world as SZA. The performance that night was okay. I'll be honest, it was okay. Um, huge fan of her, still supported her. Uh, followed her career, obviously she had a lot of songs, a lot of singles, but she put out SOS this year. So I decided I'm gonna support her even more so, I'm going to the show. I gotta tell you this, because I told Matt before, shout out to Matt, he went to the show last night. I went to the show Saturday night. First thing, I, even, I don't know if I told you this part. Remember I told you about observing the room? and knowing everybody in the room. And so when you get like the floor tickets, to yep. the, you get like a uh, different entrance when you go to the venue. I walk in, I see this lady with a uh, vest on, colorful vest, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, I know this woman. I'm not sure where I know her from, but I, I recognize her. I'm looking, I talk to Danielle, she's there with me. I'm like, yo, I think that's SZA's mom. <laughs> she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure it's her mom. I'm gonna go up to her. I go up to her, I'm saying, yo, miss, this blazer's incredible. Love what you're doing here. I'm like, you look so familiar. Are you, are you related? She's like, I'm mom. We started talking. She was like, my, my daughter's gonna kill me. She knows I'm out here. We talking about, I'm like, huge fan. Go to the show. This is no understatement. I go to a lot of shows, a lot, a lot of shows. I'm a concert goer. She put on one of the best shows I may have ever seen. Ever. Mm. Like, as far as yeah. production, her sound, the LED screens, the way she used technology, it was incredible. I, I don't want to give everything so away. So what made the show? So what made I don't want to give everything because people might still go see it, but. But what you got to say, you, 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 you got to say why right. it's so incredible. So, I mean, first let's start with the LED screens and technology. Her use of it, how, and I saw Drake do that when he had his show with the Scorpion Tour where he had the LED court and he played off that and the Scorpion was coming with that. She used it throughout every song and the set changes. So it, obviously it starts with her. 
in the water because that's the theme of SOS is in the water. Uh, and so there's a water theme throughout. And so she, she comes out, she does the songs, there's a big ship in the back. And then she switches outfits and switches songs and then there's the a, a anchor and she goes to the underground and she's under the water now and now she's she's trying to figure out like, you know, like this underground sound, so the ODB record. It's, it's an incredible show. If you get a chance to see it, see it. I'm, I wanna say this though. It reminded me of when, this is, this is, this is pretty heavy, when I saw Kanye do Glow in the Dark and I watched that performance, it's high praise, but when I watched him and That's I saw what he praise. was going with the visuals and how he was using props and how he was, you know, things were coming off the stage, I'm like, yo, this is more than a concert. This is actually a theatric show. And I was like, yo, he's gonna, this is it. He's changing the game. I watched him from the Confessions Tour to Glow in the Dark to obviously St. Pablo where he's floating over the crowd and everybody knows Kanye has one of those outstanding performances. Yeah. I watched her the other night and I said, yo, this is where she's headed with it. Cause I've, I've seen R&B singers. There's nothing even close right now. Outside of Beyonce, we're not gonna throw dirt on Beyonce. Beyonce's Beyonce. What I saw from SZA the other night, Shout out to the Beehive. is on that level, bro. She is an absolute solidified superstar. Go check out the show. So I'm still, go. I'm still not a hundred percent sure of the um, show. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm still not sure what makes this show so spectacular. So you, I'm just trying to visualize this. So she, so it's like a Broadway play. The like stage it's performance like and the visuals. When she's underwater and she's like. So it's, I, it's all in line theme with the album. So picture like, if did you listen to the album? I did not. So it would make more sense if you listen to it. So it's based around the, the 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 theme of the album. It's based around the visuals for the album. So everything is SOS, right? We know that's a signal for, you know, if if you're in in, in need or on water. So it starts around there, but the LED screens are placed throughout the stage in a way that it makes it feel like it's a a real play, almost in a sense where she's the lead actress in it. Even the choreography, like, you know, like some people try to like choreograph and it's over exaggerated. It's like, yeah, Yo, you don't really dance. You don't even know how to dance. It was more catered to like how she really moves. And I thought that was important. Her sound was incredible. Like I said, I, I saw her five years ago. She didn't sound like this. This was incredible to see her growth in, in, in terms of her sound. Mm. And then obviously the production side, like the floating over the crowd, you know, the safety boat, the you know, sitting on props in the middle of the stage. It looks like she's floating through the air. The water scenes, the sun scenes. It was incredible, man. It really was. Like, like I said, like, and I go to a lot of shows. You know that. This is one of the best Shabbos I've ever seen. I'm gonna I'm I'm go see a, I don't know. I'm trying, it, it runs I'm, out and uh, the, the show hard. ends. So I could tell by the, the amount of production it was, yeah, this is multi-million dollar yeah, production. Yeah. So the, the tour is short. It starts, it started like last week of February, it ends like the last week of March. So I okay. think the last day is in LA. But if you have an opportunity, if you see that that show is coming to your yeah. city, I know it's gonna, and, and we talked about it, it's gonna be in Austin and it's gonna be in Dallas. It's gonna miss Houston. Definitely if it comes to your city, Dallas, sure yeah. Out. Shout out to Scissor, man. Um, <laughs> Ashley, can I photo in the crystal ball in Chicago yes. or something? Bring out the Willie Mammoth on stage. Um, Boy. <laughs> that would be tough, yo. Shout out to my brother, Keith, who be with us in, in Toronto. And shout out to Dame Dash. They're actually doing a dope event yes. in Oakland, California. Uh, March this, 23rd. This month. So get your tickets to that. That's an in-person, yeah. that's an intimate gathering. 19 Keys and Dame Dash. We put the link in the description. Link is in both of their bios. Um, don't miss that. That's a 
very dangerous combination. March 23rd. Circle it on your calendar. Um, it's been real, guys. Uh, watch Earn Your Leisure tomorrow. Very educational episode. Everything you need to know about creating content. Get your tickets to LA show this Saturday. Get your tickets to Toronto. There's a few left. There's a few VIP tickets for Toronto left fast. too. Um, and and, and we love you so fast. much, man. Los Angeles, California. I can't wait to go back. That's how you know you want to live somewhere. Like I'm, I'm always excited to go to LA. Like, and I go to LA all the time. I love LA. I'm never not yes. excited to go to LA. Like I love LA so much. So I'm excited to go to LA. Even yeah. more excited this time because of this will be the first show ever in LA. So a lot of friends coming out um, and, you know, just want to put on the best show possible for you guys to kick off the tour. Shout out to allies. This will be a tour that will be talked about for a long period of time, like scissors show, God willing. So uh, get your tickets, (laughs) get your tickets. And um, we will be floating. (laughs) We will be floating from the, yeah. Shout out to the AU team. Stock picks from the ceiling. Yo, that'd wow. be crazy. We start. Yeah, we should have you float over the crowd yes. as you drop the five thousand. <laughs> Ashley, listen, I come on insurance. Let's make That's it happen. It. Umbrellas Tuh. required. Tuh. That'd be Yo, tough. I'm nice. dead serious too. Ashley, I've been real agreeable with these first two shows. I've been easy to work with. I'm learning. Be the piece that I want to <laughs> receive, right? Cali. We You're on the way, way man. <laughs> Let's go. I can't Yo, wait. Love is love, man. Right Y'all be. Ladies, put in chat. Should I give away the Chanel bag at the oh, LA wow. show or Toronto show? I don't know that the Maxis. Maxis look like the NVIDIA <laughs> chart. <laughs> and for all the fellas, I, I'm not doing it to give it away to nobody to get them. Gotta be careful. <laughs> nah, you gotta be careful. Bag, but I want to get back to the community. Safety first. <laughs> Don't, don't, yeah, don't stroll yeah, to that Chanel like store if you're not ready to. Bitcoin. It's a serious situation. I don't recommend it. Yes, Shout out it to is. Tor- Shout out to Toronto. No, I'm good. Oh, you're gonna think you're gonna think it's an OBO yes. fest when we come up there, man. Toronto. I'm still at two be, two weeks, boy. Is going Toronto to be different. Legend. Legend. <laughs> Y'all think I love Mexico. Legend. Let me get to Toronto when it's warm. Boy. Ladies and gentlemen. Kitchener, I'll be there. It's been real. <laughs> Pray for each other. Be kind to each other. Let's go. Reach out. Call somebody. Happy birthday to all the Pisces out there. Uh, much love to everybody. Much health. Yes. Much success. More life. More joy. Invest Fest is loaded. Happy belated to tell me. I appreciate That's you. A fat. Peace. Peace. Go stop this. Shut up. Go fade Boy. back. Fade back. Cut his mic off. Cut the volume off. Cut it. Stop streaming. <laughs> uh.